Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Hey, yo, man, good uh, Tuesday. Man, it feels like Tuesday of next week already. Uh, February 28th. It is almost March 1st already. Good afternoon to you. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Having a great blood drive on March 6th. American Red Cross, we need you to show out March 6th for The Advocates and their blood drive with the American Red Cross. Get to the utahadvocates.com slash blog to register. Once you donate, they're giving you a $10 Amazon gift card. Like, it is going to be amazing. It's what the advocates do. They give back to the community. That's why they're the best injury attorneys in the business at the UtahAdvocates.com. I see everybody in already this afternoon. Good to see you. Court McMullen's here. Cowboy Rev is here. Jazz Perch One is here. Jazz Perch One says, what's up, fellas? Hey, or, man. Or excuse me. Sup, fellas. Suh, dude. Suh, dude. Good to see you, bro. Uh, Dave says, go Utes and Jazz. Uh, Mr. Preston says, good afternoon, casuals. I'm really ready to be done with all this Pac-12 talk. Let's go, Monty Showgram. Grum and stuff. Uh, I I feel like this is becoming a daily topic on the program. Program. Uh, about how burned out all of us are on talking about uh, the Pac-12. Well, the good news is it feels like we're in the home stretch because TV industry sources told us today the negotiation period is over and the Pac-12 and its memberships are working on a grant of rights, which means, hey, here's a TV deal, take it or leave it. And again, from what we've told you, we've heard consistently, it's Amazon and ESPN, it's $25 million a year. The term is the only piece we don't have. We've heard everything from five years to seven years Jake, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what this group of presidents comes up with. Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, one of the biggest questions, you know, around this whole conversation when it comes to the grant of rights side, which is the phase they're in now, is, you know, Oregon and Washington's philosophy on what is good for tier one and what is not good for tier one, meaning can the conference survive uh, having tier one rights on all streaming? And that's been a bone of contention. And I think it's really fascinating when you start to understand that, you know, this TV deal allegedly, you know, they, they know their number of 25 million. It's just a matter of how that all is going to be distributed. You know, are we going to have, you know, Amazon, ESPN, you know, Apple TV, maybe even dipping into it. That I think is what obviously remains to be seen. But the big question for me is this, this, you know, if you look back at the statement they put out, you know, two weeks ago now about how, you know, the conference is unified and we're all moving together in a positive and productive fashion, you know, like basically trying to send this, you know, warm and fuzzy feeling. And I just don't buy it. I don't buy that Washington and Oregon are all of a sudden cool with having Amazon carry tier one or cool with having Apple TV, frankly, have any part of this deal. Like, 
to me, if you weren't cool with Amazon, you're definitely not cool with Apple TV. And the problem is, is ESPN's not interested in tier one. So that's why I say the grant of rights portion is the real challenge now. Like if you thought getting the streaming and the TV portion done with the carriers was difficult, now getting all your friends in the group of 10 to agree on something is going to be more difficult. So that's where I say, no, I don't think that right out of the gate here, they're just going to agree on it. I think there's going to have to be you know, I, I don't know, but I would guess probably two weeks here at least of negotiating and working on this thing and, and figuring it out. Oh, I, I certainly think it's weeks. I mean, you, you have a bunch of presidents um, that are fairly familiar with each other. And I think familiarity in these situations can breed contempt. I think you have, you know, eight members that, you know, are, are going in different directions Oregon State's got a relatively new president. Oregon does not have a president. They have an interim president. Like, there's just some turnover in the conference, I think, that has has happened. And I think that's brought some instability in. Um, but I think generally, when you look at this situation, I, I think the biggest question is, can you get everybody to sign a five-year grant of rights if the money is not even with the Big 12? I think that's the number one question. And what happens if you expand? Because I also think you've got to find a way to get Southern California. And I, I think San Diego State is the, you know, the obvious target there. We've heard a lot about that. San Diego State has told people that they are going to be joining the conference. Um, and I think it's just a matter of, of who's willing to pay for that. Because I also think that if you bring San Diego State and SMU in, let's say, that you're going to have to pay them an unequal share. Well, who gets the, the, the other share of their money? Is your TV deal being signed before you expand good for business? Because the other question I think that you have to ask here is, if you bring San Diego State in, is ESPN willing to pay for that? Is an Amazon or an Apple TV willing to pay for that? And the answer is probably not a full share. I wouldn't know. I don't know why you would pay a full share. And if we pull back the curtain a little bit on that Big 12 deal, you already know the pro rata agreement there is, hey, if you bring in a Power 5, we'll pay you a full share. If you bring in a G5, we're not going to pay you a full share. Mm -hmm. I think that's the challenge that the Pac-10 has because I don't see a P5 willing to go to the Pac-12 right now. It would make no sense for a school to do that. And I think that's going to be the tipping point here about whether or not you're able to get San Diego State and SMU and who's going to pay for that. Because I also don't think that the Oregons, the Washingtons, the, you know, again, the Arizona schools are willing to, you know, give up money to do that. I think schools like Colorado and, and Utah will do what they're told to do. They will fall in line. I don't know what St what Stanford will do. Mm -hmm. I think Stanford finds itself in a very interesting position because they're not very competitive on the football field or the basketball court, but they're awfully competitive. They may be the gold standard for education in this conference. So I just think there's a bunch of moving parts here and, and, I ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't know where all this falls out. Yeah, I think it's difficult to predict because, again, we're no longer in the land of, you know, what the Pac-12 should or should not get for its rights deal. We're, we're now past that. We've moved on from that chapter of this conversation or this book, and we're now graduating to, you know, figuring out how basically 10 people can come to an agreement on on this deal. And, and yeah, I am someone who says that Oregon and Washington should have more pull. I am someone 
who says that there should be a pecking order and there should be a totem pole for who gets what and, and how much money's here and how much power's there. So to me, Washington and Oregon should be leading this thing. Arizona State's probably third and Utah's somewhere in the middle of the rest of the, the group of schools because Utah doesn't want to step up and, you know, make their opinion heard. That's my problem with it. So to me, yeah, I think it's pretty much impossible to know exactly how this is going to shake out at this time, but I think it is progress that Klyovkov finally has a deal at least hammered out with the TV side of it or the streaming side of it, and now he can go and pursue a grant of rights, but I want to make sure we're all clear. The grant of rights portion is going to be more difficult, in my opinion, in this particular situation than the TV streaming side. Like, like traditionally speaking, grant of rights really should just be a checkbox. You shouldn't even be going to market until your group of schools says, yeah, this is kind of what we're looking for. This is what we want. This is what we'll agree to. Go get it done. But here, because the philosophies are so different, I don't even know how you, you, you would have done that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you do. I, I don't know what you do because the Big 12, I think, is in a very interesting position in that, you know, if, if you expand with, again, let's say Gonzaga basketball, mm-hmm. if you expand with Gonzaga basketball, you're not going to get more money for that. Gonzaga. Uh, and, and I think the issue is that Fox is not part of that pro rata, as we told you earlier. Um, it's simply an ESPN deal. So, by the way, they're still not a P5 school at Gonzaga, so they're not going to get a bump in pay. So it, it is going to take a chunk out of everybody else's hindquarters, if you will. And I think one of the more interesting things is, can you add Gonzaga and San Diego State if you don't pull from the, the, the Pac-12? And the answer is probably not. Because if it if it is, if you think about the structure of, how these expansion deals will work for the the Pac-12, it's a losing proposition. It's a very difficult thing to do because very clearly ESPN is not in the business of paying more for P for G5s. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the Big 12, the Big 12 has to get a P5 first before they can add somebody like a Gonzaga or a San Diego State because the money to support that addition isn't there unless you're getting more money. So I, I just think it's a very difficult climate. And I, I, I will again go back and say, it's amazing that the TV partners control the, the alignment of college football, period. It, it's not up to the schools. It's not up to the coaches or presidents or athletic directors. It is up to ESPN largely. Because ESPN's got, got their hands in so many different regions, sports, schools, conferences, I think it's very difficult to to do a large deal or an expansion or a new TV deal without ESPN and ABC signing off on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, it's I mean, very difficult. I think when you're talking about not having the biggest player in the game, you know, even, even if you put the, the pro rata aside for a second, if you just said, hey, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have the the support, let's say, of of one of the biggest players in the world and what they do. That right there on its face is a red flag. And so this idea that you're trying to expand and you got to figure out the pro rata and you got to like, there's all these factors at play. And, and that's why I say like all this, like it's not even a negative thing for the big 12 right now. It's really just a situation where you're in a gridlock, which basically makes it really difficult on anybody 
to expand at this time because one, everyone wants to wait for this Pac-12 thing to kind of pan out. Two, as part of the Pac-12 distribution deal, do they expand? Do they try to expand? Do they get, you know, do they pick up San Diego State and SMU? Like, is that part of the deal? Is it not? You know, like what is available after the Pac-12 gets done doing what it needs to do? And then, you know, secondly, yeah, then you add the pro rata thing on top of it. That affects P5 and, and G5 and you got to add the right school and, and everything. So to me, I just, I just think it's a tough thing to do right now. You have to, the water kind of has to calm down and then we need to play some football. We need to play some basketball, some more conversations need to happen. And then I think maybe you will get another round of expansion. Yeah. I think one of the biggest questions here is will the PAC 12 survive? And I, the answer is, I don't know if they get this grant of rights, clearly they're going to be around for a couple of more years. Um, one of the things I, I've heard recently is that Washington, Oregon, and Arizona State are not willing to have a, a buyout. They're not willing to put themselves in a position for five years uh, where they have to pay $500 million to get out of the conference. That's going to be a sticking point on the grant of rights. The buyout, the number of years, um, having a buyout, not having a buyout. Mm -hmm. Like every school wants a little bit of a tweak. I think this is going to be a, a, a longer process than we had anticipated. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The grant of rights, in my opinion, is anything but a slam dunk. And you hear Ray Anderson. I know Kenzano had Oregon State's new president on his show. She was anything less than scintillating. She said <laughs> absolutely nothing uh, in that interview. And how can you blame her? Like, I, I just think you're... If you're Oregon State, you have zero say in what's going to happen here. Zero, nothing. You have mm -hmm. no leverage. Um, certainly, people do not know her. She is a new president. Like, I think Oregon State's along for a ride. I truly do. I think that, you know, President Kase up at Washington is is going to make the decisions here. She sits on top of the executive committee, and I think this conference goes where almost where she dictates it goes. Thanks. And I think that. Washington, Oregon, and, and Stanford at a minimum, I think would leave today if the Big Ten would add them. Yeah. And that's why I go back. I think the most relevant question here is, will the Pac-12 survive? And I, I don't know the answer to that question. I would love to think they would, but yeah, I don't know. I, I You know, this goes back to my thing on, on Utah. Mm -hmm. Utah deserves better than this. And I, I know I say this all the time, but you know, man, I, I look at what Kyle Whittingham's accomplished as a football coach. Um, I look at what the Utes have accomplished under Kyle Whittingham. I, I don't know that there's been a, a better football coach in this country than Kyle Whittingham having to deal with what he's had to deal with. The battles allegedly with Chris Hill, the, you know, just the ineptitude at the conference level. I mean, it's just all of these hurdles. And we're talking about recruiting. And we're talking about trying to sell this story. You're out there now recruiting. I have to imagine the Pac-12 TV deal and Pac-12 survival comes up on a regular basis. It must. How does it not? Yeah. I mean, if I'm sending my kid to Salt Lake City, and in a lot of corners of this country, Salt Lake City might as well be on the moon, bro. Like, there's a lot of people who just don't know Salt Lake City. So if I've got a guy coming into my, my living room asking me to take my kid away to Salt Lake City, I want to know that I'm going to be able to see him on TV. <laughs> You know, like, I want to know that, that, that this conference is going to be okay. And and right now, I don't think you can make that assurance. I mean, obviously, you're going to say you are. Right. 
Yeah. But I, I don't know that you can make that assurance. And I think Kyle Whittingham deserves better. And I feel like Utah is just kind of kicking it. They're just kind of chilling. And, and I just, I don't understand why that is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they have a lot of history uh, in the pack. You know, I mean, it's not as though, you know, Utah, you know, wouldn't have the same leverage as a Washington. You know, I mean, Utah's obviously won the conference back-to-back years in football, which is really, at the end of the day, the only sport that really matters. I know yes. basketball is there, but football is the coup de grace, if you will. So, to me... I look at this and I that's what the outrage for me is. I mean, obviously be outraged by the fact that, you know, they're just going along for the ride and they're seemingly okay with whatever, you know, fate, if you will, has in store for them. But really, it's a crying shame that you're you're a school. You're not Oregon State. You're not a school that, you know, just no matter what is along for the ride. You're a school that should have a lot of say, but yet you won't do anything about it. That's the problem. And I think it's because you're not a legacy Pac eight program. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not one of the original PAC schools. And I, I obviously that matters, but I don't know. I just, I have real concern for Utah athletics because I just think the world of those people on the Hill. I think you that know. Utah is a great institution. I think it's a great school. I would send my kid there. No, no hesitation. If my kid were a football stud, I'd send him to play for Kyle Whittingham. No hesitation. But I'm not. I'm fat. You, you know, like, I, but I mean, I would have no hesitation doing that. Yeah. And I, you, you've won the conference two years in a row. You've been to the Rose Bowl two years in a row. And I don't think anybody cares. It, when we're talking about who's got value as a program, I don't think anybody cares. And it, it, it's incredibly frustrating to me. Yeah. It is. And, you know, I see everybody's comments about four-corner schools. I wish we could ban that from our lexicons. Yeah. Because I got news for you. There... It, it, I've not heard once that Pac-12 schools are desperate to get to the Big 12. And so all the Big 12 fans with your tail feathers up in the air and, you know, you guys are all sporting your, your size and we're the bat. Well, I got, I got news for you. The Pac-12 is not dying, banging down your door, trying to, to get inside. Mm-hmm. They're not. And maybe they should be. And, and maybe Arizona, Colorado, and Utah should be just begging for your acceptance. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. None of them are. So I, I, I don't know what happens there. Uh, Cyclone Steve gives us $2 to say, would Washington State, Oregon State, leave today to the Big 12 for $20 million until 31 I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, There's no way for me to answer that question. Yeah. I have no idea what they would do. Why would anybody leave for $20 million? You're going to get $5 million more to stay in the conference. Why would they leave today? Yeah. Like There is, I think there is a belief that somehow the Big 12 is in a better circumstance than the Pac-12. Which, in TV deal, sure, certainly they are. But are you any safer as a conference than the, the Pac-12? I got news for you, dude, you're not. You're not. You are, you're just another conference at this point. Because unless you're the SEC or the Big 10, you have no, you have no, no, you know, ground. You have no, you don't own anything. You don't have any leverage. Who is the Big 12 leveraging? The Pac-12? Okay, cool. Is that really saying anything? Yeah. Who's the Pac-12 leveraging? Am I the only one that's taken notice that George Klyovkov, who ripped UCLA for forsaking the health and, um, you know, the, what's best for the student athlete with all this travel back to the Big 10, that's now it, trying to merge with the ACC? I don't know if you know this, George Klyovkov, 
But the ACC is the Atlantic Coast Conference, the already crappy conference you know. that's all the way on the East Coast. So how is that better for the mental health of the kids when you were saying that it wasn't an option to go to the Big Ten? It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. How's that an option for your kids? Yeah, it's a bad look, dude. I mean, this is such a – the, the Pac-12 is a disaster, but let's not sit here and pretend that the Big 12 is all of a sudden some behemoth. Yeah, I think the only thing really, you know, that the Big 12 have has is the basketball side. That's the only thing they have. Other than that, I mean, you're not – it's not as though – you're because perception's reality, right? If we're being really honest, perception is reality. And to me, the Big 12, while yeah, TCU landed in the college football playoff, a squirrel finds a nut once in a while. You know what I mean? So it's not like every single year you've been in the college football playoff or you've done an amazing job. Like, but it, it's not even that. It's not even that TCU is in the college football playoff. You're losing Texas and Oklahoma, and you don't have a way to replace them. And with all due respect to my friends in Provo, it's not like BYU or Houston or Cincinnati or Central Florida is saving your ass because they're not. They're not. You're losing Texas and Oklahoma just like the Pac-12 is losing SC and UCLA. There's, there's no, you don't just, you know, you're not like a deck in somebody's backyard. Let's just put another footer under there to shore it up. It doesn't work that way. What you're losing is leverage. You're losing reputation. And who are you losing it to? The Big Ten and the SEC, the two biggest on the block already. So it's not that TCU made the college football playoff. That's awesome for the conference. It's more money. That's great. It's more exposure. That's excellent. The problem is it doesn't do a whole lot for your long-term viability as a conference. What it, and, and the other thing is like one of the other things that people love to point out is the Pac-12 is a conference of champions. Well, how many times do I have to say that on-field or on-court success are almost meaningless when you're negotiating a TV deal? Unless you're the SEC and Georgia's won it multiple times and Alabama's won it multiple times. What does it mean for, for the Big Ten? Ohio State and Michigan are auto-bid into the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Look at the already crowned Clemson Conference. How many times is Clemson going to win? How many times did fat forehead Lawrence get him into the, you know, the college football playoff? What has that meant for the ACC? Absolutely nothing. So on court and on field success are all well and good and you need it. Absolutely. You need it. You want tournament money and college football bowl money. I totally understand that today, right now. Do you really think that's what's determining who's, who's going where and when? Cause it's not. It's not, and I, I, I know that that pisses people off, man, but that's the reality of it. What is it? Why are USC and UCLA really going to the Big Ten? Well, because the Big Ten wants Los Angeles, and they want a Western footprint. So they're not coming for Cal. They're not coming for Stanford. Because it's garbage. They're coming for SC and UCLA because it's Los Angeles. Because it's, it's a money-making proposition, and those two schools will have to take less for the first several years they were in the conference so they can leverage them. Yeah. So tell me again, who is it in the Big 12 that you're, you're worried about losing? Because the SEC ain't coming for name the school. What, what about West Virginia? 
Is, is, the, is the SEC coming for West Virginia? They're not. You know, like, it, it's just, there's not, I'm just telling you, man, there's just not a whole lot there. That That's right. all I'm saying. Um, you know, like, it, it just, that's just my opinion. That's yeah, I mean, just I get my where opinion. you're coming from. I understand, you know, on-field performance isn't necessarily a huge factor, you know, in TV deal land, you know, in these conversations. But I just think the same way it works for the SEC when you're putting Georgia in a, you know, when Georgia's winning it multiple times and out, like you've showed the dominance you've shown. I also think it, it kind of has a similar effect to the negative for the Pac-12. Like you're a conference that hasn't been represented. You're a conference that really has struggled to really do anything when it matters most. Like, yeah, sure, Pac-12 homers always want to point to that, you know, you had six in the top 25 and everything was awesome. But, but I just think that, you know, if, if, you know, the SEC is dominant the way they're dominant and you're not dominant the way you have not been dominant and there are pictures of, you know, people not showing out to UCLA games and, like, you have all this negative press, I also think that's a snowball effect in these conversations because, again, business is just optics. It, that's all it is, man. It's optics, and then when you get down to it, it's some numbers. And to me, a Pac-12 doesn't have numbers and they don't have optics, and that's why they're struggling in this in this situation and to me i just it is unfortunate and it is sad because i think the pac-12 could have been the sec in my opinion the pac-12 really should have panned out into one of the best conferences in the land and, and hey maybe maybe they never had the chance or maybe they never were ever you know projected to get to the sec level but at a minimum, you could have been better than what you are, you, 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 and you should have been. And I think for me, when I, when I talk about this and we go through it every single day lately because it is front and center, because it is the biggest story in sports, in my opinion, like, it's sad. It, that's the feeling I have, that, man, like, this conference on the West Coast with some of the best real estate in the country, some of the best views, some of the best vibes, like, some of the best stadiums is dying. And, and there's just no reason for it. And again, I know the, the property itself isn't just going to like magically disappear. We're still going to have the stadiums, but it's just a little different. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a little different watching SC on NBC after dark. You know what I mean? That's, that's just going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I, I just, I'm so interested in it. Um, I just want this deal done. I'm really interested in how it turns out. I'm really interested in how the, the PAC 12 survives, but we shall see. Uh, Patrick Boren says, do we know how much of that deal is streaming? I, I, I'm not ready to commit and say I know for sure, but I, I, my, my belief is, is that they're going to get a game of the week on, on um, you know, I, I, I think they're going to get a game of the week on Amazon. Mm -hmm. That'd be the minimum bar, I think. I do. Cyclone Steve gives us two dollars to say no one's poaching from the, uh, the 12 stability until 31. I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, I don't I don't see that. That's just my opinion. I don't see that happening. Patrick Boren gives us $5 to say the right Big 12 is only secure if they can grow uh, more good P5 teams. There must be a third super conference for good P5 teams to survive viability. I, I think I go back to what I've been saying for months and months since August. ESPN and Fox suggested strongly to the Big 12 and the Pac-12 that they merge. That's what that's what ESPN has been aiming for, I've been told multiple times. Mm -hmm. A merger between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 because there's just no there's just no way to 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 there's no other way to survive 
and make money. I mean, it, I know that we're a society now. What did you say to me before the show? 61% of the country lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good, but that's not how they want to do business in the, in the, in the Big 12 or the Pac-12. And you're basically doing that in the Pac-12 right now. $31 million is just above the poverty line in college football in the Big 12, if we're being totally honest. And if these two behemoths had put their, their egos aside, they'd still be behemoths. But again, I just, I'll remind you, the Big 12 is making $31 million a year. It's not like that's some unbelievable historic number. Is it a good number? Yes, it is. Is it a number that allows you to be viable and compete? And mm-hmm. yeah, it is. But you better find a way to add three, four P5 teams. I think you need four at a minimum. And I think you you better find somebody that can win you a college football playoff game on a pretty regular basis because you're losing Oregon or you're losing uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Right. You better find a way to plug somebody else in there. And I'm telling you right now that that team is Utah. But I don't know that Utah is interested in, in doing anything. It's shocking. I would I think the best fit in this whole conversation is Utah to the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, they're a good it's fit. A good fit. Yeah. Geographically, the BYU rivalry. I mean, it, it's it's a it's an it's too easy almost. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's too easy. It makes too much sense. So we're not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just drives me crazy. Uh, Stephen Smith gives us ten dollars now. Big Twelve fans got pockets apparently. Thirty one a year. I just wish that the Pac twelve released what the TV deal is so we can figure out what other teams in the Pac twelve will do. Whether they sign it or not will tell us where they stand. Well, you all, I think you already have a pretty good idea that they're having trouble getting people to sign that deal because it hasn't been announced yet. It, Dude, it's March 1st. Mm-hmm. It is March 1st. It is 3.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Eastern Time. We're just about close of business for February. We're going to the last month of the first quarter. Do you guys understand? Three mo- We're in the third month of the year now, and no Pac-12 deal has been announced. Remember when it was October and then it was oh, right after Thanksgiving, oh, before Christmas. Can you do for me? So what happened? Well, we know what happened. Washington and Oregon don't want their tier one games on stream only. <laughs> and that's where all the problems started here because I think Kleofcock would have put all of their tier one, I think he would have put it on stream. And I think he should, by the way. Yeah. You know, like I I just, I think your age group is critically important in this conversation. Yeah, I mean, like I've been saying, whether it's jazz or whether it's college football, I think you have to be on the smartphone. And I think the Pac-12 has not done a good job of being on the smartphone. And really, if we really want to get down to it, they haven't done a good job of just simply getting on TV. I mean, again, the Pac-12 networks has has just not, you know, panned out the way they wanted it to. And, and, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I just feel like, you know, yeah, you can keep saying the deal is going to get done, and, and you make a great point. Like, they were saying before Thanksgiving. They were saying before Christmas. They were saying before the New Year. Yada, 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 yada. Yapping dog stuff, right? Like, that's that's the vibe it has. And, yeah, my generation is the prime money-making generation now. We are the ones paying the bills for the Pac-12. So you might want to get on the cell phone. You might want to find a way to cater to the 30-year-old instead of the 60, 70-year-old driving a Corvette through Napa Valley to drink some wine. 
You know what I mean? Like, you need to change who you're getting in front of. And that, to me, is just not understood. And and whether we're talking Utah or whether we're talking the Pac-12 or whoever, like, I don't care who you are, Ryan Smith and the Utah Jazz. I don't care who you are. You need to be on the smartphone so people can watch you on the go. I want to be able to be driving out to Vegas or driving out to SoCal or driving wherever, flying wherever, and I want to be able to catch that game while I'm doing something. That's the crucial thing. People don't have time to sit around at home and just chill on their couch for like five hours anymore. That's not how this country works anymore. When 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, you really think they got three hours at night to make some damn popcorn and watch your games? No, they don't. But this is why I go back to these two should have merged. These two should have merged. But the problem is, is the Pac-12 is too prideful and they didn't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, and Donuts says ESPN's parent company is hemorrhaging cash. No third conference. What does that mean? Yeah, no, wh- who's hem- a, hemorrhaging money? A, Disney's not hemorrhaging money. And ESPN is one of their most profitable profitable business units. So what does Disney have to do with ESPN spend? Uh, and I think they they have absolutely locked the SEC. Uh, so they're going to have the biggest games in college athletics, including basketball, by the way, uh, on ESPN and ABC. So I'm not really sure what you mean that no third conference. I'm guessing this has something to do with the layoff take again. I'm guessing, but I, could I be don't wrong. know. I, I have no idea what. See, this is the thing that I, I, I don't know how many more times we can talk about this. Layoffs at Disney have nothing to do with ESPN. Yeah. Nothing. Layoffs at, at Amazon equipment have nothing to do with Amazon Prime Sports. Nothing. Nothing. They don't do you understand we're talking about billion dollar corporations? Do you do, is it really hard for everybody to understand that ESPN and ABC are business units of Disney? So they're different than the theme parks, they're different than the movies and the TV. It's ESPN and ABC. They're business units. So they're profitable business units. They're not taking money from ESPN. Bob Iger, the the CEO at Disney, straight up said, we're going to be more deliberate with the money we spend on rights deals, as they should be. But ESPN, the biggest problem for the Pac-12 is ESPN doesn't need it. Yeah. They don't need it. I think they would like it. They don't need it. They have got baseball, they have got hockey, they have got the NFL, they have, I mean, they have, they have everything and they already have the biggest college football. They already have the biggest college basketball. They've already got the masters. I don't know what else could ESPN want because I know for a fact, it's not the PAC 12 tier one package. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get off of this. Oh, well, ESPN is uh, hemorrhaging. No, they're not. They're not. Are you out of your goddamn mind? They're not. That's that's the issue, is they're not. Mick says, Pack and Big 12 acrimony. It goes back years. New sub, love your show. Thanks, Mick. Appreciate the $10 Mick, tip. Mick, are you a Big 12-er? Are you a West Coaster? What's your story, man? Brady Cook, a member of the program, says, so what is the Pac-12's best option as far as getting a TV deal? opinion or fact? I think the fact is they would like to spread their TV assets around to as many partners as they can because it gives them the best chance to get to $30 million. Right. Which is the stated goal. They want to be equal with the Big 12. 
I don't see that happening because uh, unless, and again, I will, I have no problem saying we talked to the very top at SW scripts last week. Mm -hmm. They told us they were absolutely not involved in a large pack 12 deal. You know, Amazon and Apple are not going to play nice in the sandbox. They're direct competitors. Why would they do that? And so let's say that you wind up with Amazon doing a Wednesday or a Friday night game of the week. Are they really going to take a Saturday evening football game? Well, if they do, what does ESPN do? Because what does ESPN want? They want what they already have, which is Pac-12 after dark, the late night window. But they want a good game. And the problem is once USC and UCLA leave, there's not really a good game to be had unless it's Washington and Oregon or Utah and Oregon or Utah and Washington. <laughs> One or, of those three teams. <laughs> because the conference isn't deep. I mean, you, you want to talk about a guy they need. They need Deion Sanders to win at Colorado. Yeah. They need Deion Sanders to be relevant and to be good yeah. at Colorado. They need Stanford or Cal or Oregon State. They need Oregon State to take this research stadium renovation they're doing and go to the next level. Stay hard. Like they need it desperately. They need they need two at least two more of their 10 teams to step up. 100%. Because I I honestly think that it's Oregon, Washington are on the rise certainly. I think there's no doubt that Utah's been as consistent as any program. And then you don't know what you have. And the difference is, is that's the same situation as the Big Ten. But what's the elephant in the room? The Big Ten is swimming in it, dude. The Big Ten's got money for days. And and to me, it's like, like you either know how to get a great media rights deal done or you don't. And this concept, and, and I feel like it's flying under the radar now. No one's talking about what Brett Yormark did when he took over the Big 12 yeah. right out the gate. What did he yep. do? He went around... Flew around the country, around the conference, if yes. you will, and went and met all of his people, all the ADs and the presidents and the VPs of athletics and the guy who runs the catering facility and the guy who makes the sandwiches for the water boy. Like he went, met, he went and met everybody. So there was never going to be a question of, hey, are you guys cool with 31 a year? for whatever it is, you know, seven years or whatever, you know, like, are you cool with that? Like, he already knew, and that's why I'm saying, that's why I keep bringing up this idea that philosophically, at their core, the pack is divided. Yes. The Pac-12 is not on the same page. That's right. And, and, and Wilner and Canzano can keep hammering away at, you know, this media rights deal is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, you know, you, you, you know you're, you're in a great place and you're all moving forward together. I just don't buy it, man. I don't buy that you're, you're getting anything more than $25 million a year. And I don't think it's more than two outlets. That's what I think. It's what you've said. It's Amazon and it's ESPN yeah. in a certain form. Like it's a certain form or fashion of that. And I just look at this and I say, hey, man, like, you know, I, I, I look at this and I say, man, like it's it's a situation where you, you either get a good deal done and you slingshot on that and you like go to this next level or you don't and you go down. Right. Because you're not you're not sitting still. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. Yeah. It's just it's really that simple. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do here. I, I, I don't know how you thrive and survive if you are the Pac-12. Uh, I really don't. With the 10 teams you have, and again, I, I think everybody is counting on San Diego State and SMU. Again, I, I SMU, 
you're counting on those two schools to prop up the Pac-12. But if you if you get a $25 million a year per school deal, and you got to split that now 12 ways, not 10. Mm-hmm. Now what? And by the way, if you're going to be top-heavy with Oregon and Washington, and they're going to get an unequal share of the revenue, where is Utah in the revenue sharing? <laughs> and my other question is, what happens to the teams at the bottom? Like, who's the bottom team? Who's the one getting five mil a year? I don't know. And it, it's, it's going to be um, tough. It is going to be very tough because if you're averaging 17 to $20 million per school per year, dude, that's a, that's not bad. That is a, an absolute disaster. You know, is what that is. Yeah, it dude. is, it is a disaster because you're looking at, if you have, if you have, I don't know, what is that? 250 million a year. Yeah. And you divide that by 12, you're at $20.8 million per school. This is a code 10 abort. That, you're not surviving on that. So for a brand like Oregon and Washington and what should be Utah, but it's not 20 mil a year. That's really? a pay cut. Like, come on, dude. That is a pay cut. It, it is. So, so that's what I'm saying. Th- like this deal is not like some amazing deal. It's just not, and and I, yeah. I I get it. Like you have you have to get a deal done to survive. I get it, right? And and I know we don't know all the specifics yet, but we have it on very good information. It's twenty five million a year. We've been nails on this. Like I I I can assure you, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about like thirty four or thirty three, and they just barely did more than the Big Twelve, and they're all of a sudden in this great spot. That's not what we're talking about. So if you get yeah, exactly right, Patrick. You took the words right out of my mouth. If you get $20 million a year and you're streaming, the risks are, I mean, you're, you are, do you know what existential crisis means? Like it is quite literally a crisis of your existence. Like, do you exist if a, if a wild bear drops a deuce in the woods and nobody's there to smell it? Did it happen? I don't know. Uh, Can you Um, imagine Utah and Oregon on a Saturday in November on stream only? And let's say it's, it's Apple TV or let's say it's Amazon and you're getting, if you were getting a million people to the TV, if you get 500,000 people to watch Oregon and Utah on Amazon prime sports, that's a disaster. Mm -hmm. You're not surviving on that. You're just you're just not surviving on that. You're not, uh, and and I don't I don't I really don't know what you do with that. Bucked up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. We tell you every day we drink Bucked Up Miami on this show. This week it's Miami because they finally had my baby back in yeah. stock. Yeah, and I've been trying to tell people Miami is my flavor. I love it, um, and I think we've sold too much of it because now it's hard to get. They're selling Miami like it's going out of style. And I'm telling you, everybody who's tried Miami loves it. It is, you know, here at the Maverick Center, it is the number one selling flavor. I want it. Um, But anywhere you go, if you're here in the great state of Utah, go to any of the bucked up stores. Um, I I am a guy that shops at South Jordan, Orem, Murray. um, But, I mean, you can go to Farmington Station, anywhere, St. George. If they've got bucked up Miami, you better grab it. 
you absolutely better grab it because it's tough to get their hands on. But don't take my word for it. Let's get you some free samples. You know, in the description below, there is a link. Click the link and you can get three free samples of your choice. And if and I'm talking about supplements as well. If you want their greens, I have their greens in my shake every day. I love them. Um, if you want their pre-workout, their pre-workout is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the best part is any of their stuff, you can get low stims. So it's got less caffeine, less stimulant in it. But any of their stuff, you don't get a crash. That's what I love about it. I hate when you drink an energy drink and you're good for five minutes and then you're just out cold five minutes later. Mm-hmm. Now with Bucked <coughs> Up, it's so good. So click the link to get three free samples and a free Bucked Up Shaker Cup. It's worth its weight in gold. The Bucked Up Shaker is fantastic. All those little blender balls are attached so they don't fall down the garbage disposal or on the floor. They're not all over your dishwasher. You just put that thing in there. Comes out, good to go. They're tough. They're big. I love it. Get your free shaker and free samples at buckedup.com. The link is right there below in the description. Uh, make sure you tell me you heard about it. On the Monty Show. Man, look at all you guys in here talking Pac-12. Uh, Mick A says, you guys should follow BYU on some road trips and check out some of our great crowds. Tailgating and quality football. Did you know that BYU... Wait. Dude, BYU plays football? I, I mean, I had no idea. Don't lie to me. I love that fans are like, hey, do you, got, you guys should follow BYU. Do you know how many Pac-12 fans are like, I'm so tired of the show being a BYU homer show. Hey, guys. You guys have Harris Lachance on every week. Yeah, you guys drink the blue Kool-Aid. Yeah, stop putting on Max Tooley. Yeah. Max. Right? Yes. Drink the blue Kool-Aid. We are well aware of the traveling armada. That is BYU football that will be introduced to the Big 12 this year. Yeah. Brett Burnett says the pack would love to be the pack eight, so only eight teams split 250 million. So 31.25. But well, you would never get that much money if it was just eight teams. That would never happen. Yeah. Uh Jeremy Callahan says this is one bucked up meteorites deal. Yeah, exactly. See what he did there? Bucked up and bucked up. Exactly. C. Kaufman says my free bucked up sample showed up today. Yeah. What did you get, C. Kaufman? What bucked up samples did you get? I, you guys, I am a, I, you guys, I think know that I like shakes. I have a shake every morning for breakfast. And generally I put a bunch of, uh, berries in it, frozen berries and kale and protein powder. You know, I put in like uh, chia seeds, all kinds of stuff. Right. Right. And my wife got me bucked up greens, dude. Fantastic. It really adds, it augments the flavor nicely. So what, uh, what samples did you get, uh, CK? Uh, Craig Kirsch. Hi, Craig. Uh, says the pack should not expand. It will be losing proposition not only now, but in the future. Those two won't bring in their share by the time the next deal is negotiated. That's a real threat. That is very much a threat. Uh, Mr. Preston says bucked up blood raz is money. There you go. Have we had blood raz yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, we, we going in? I can go in. Dude, bucked up Miami is the best. And I will fight you, Mr. Preston. Die on this I hill. Will, I will get some blood ras, dude. You generally, I have found, when you recommend something, Mr. Preston, it's generally pretty good. Let me make sure I don't lose that one. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that. Uh, Simon says, Simon says, okay. Uh, I'm willing to lay odds the Big 12 will have a team in the Final Four. 
Five years in a row, none had the name, uh, none had the name Oklahoma or Texas. Okay, cool. Well, that's cool, but what makes you more money, the Final Four or the college football playoff? Facts. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, it, why, why is it, and every conference does this, but right. why are Big 12 fans so unwilling to acknowledge the damage that is done by losing Oklahoma and Texas? Why is this a thing? Can, can anybody explain it to but me? But then they're happy to say that USC and UCLA leaving the pack is a death knell. Why, 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 Big 12 fan, are you unwilling to acknowledge the, the value of Oklahoma and Texas? I'm not asking you to like them, but why are you so unwilling to acknowledge the absolute blue blood tradition, history, fan base, high caliber you know, games that they've both won? Why are you unwilling to acknowledge that? It, um, it, 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 with all due respect, Simon, like this is weak ass stuff. Like you're you're trying to say that that Oklahoma and Texas don't mean much to you in basketball. Kevin Durant disagrees. <laughs> he does. You know, like yeah. hey, come on now. Justin Sharp says how many conference games will BYU win in their first season? Not enough. Three? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they go if they go Six and six, five and seven, they should be over the moon with success. Over the moon. You know. Cyclone Steve says, uh, Brent Burnett, that's an interesting idea. If two schools jump, will the contract stay the same? It will. I would guess. Um, Stoopsified. Get it, Bob See what he did there? It's like a Bob Stoops reference. Well, I live in Boulder and nobody is sniffing that. Okay. Why? Why is everybody so enamored with Deion Sanders before he played one game because he's got a track record of what of winning everywhere he's been where has he been yeah but come on he's been at Jackson's no I'm <laughs> no you come on he's been at Jackson State and with all due respect in in the HBCUs if you inject any funds in any talent you're going to win because they're so horribly underfunded so I'm sure he's a good coach I'm sure of it, but do you really think you're just going to waltz into the Pac-12 and all of a sudden you're going to inject a bunch of transfer talent and be Lincoln Riley and USC? With all due respect to Shador Sanders, he is not Caleb Williams. Like, there's nothing that says Deion Sanders is going to have a successful season this year. Do they win more games than BYU? Who wins more games this year, Colorado or BYU? I would go with Colorado. Based on what? Based on, I think the pack has easier talent to beat. Based on the fact that I think that Prime can get mm-hmm. better talent than BYU. I think that Prime can can attract top end athletes because okay. you know I, I, because he's Prime. I think he is a hell of a coach. I think you you're. I'm not disagreeing with you on your point about HBCUs, but at the same time, I think the guy is is he's he's a winner. He has been a winner, and I get it. He hasn't played a game yet, but I just I don't know. You're not wrong, but I disagree that it's, it's you know, I, I think he's going to do just fine. That's what I think. C. Kaufman says, woke AF, warming high stimulant, woke AF black, LFG burn, Banff, bucked up pre-workout, bucked up non-stim. That's a nice selection. <laughs> okay. And the, USA, and the USA Shaker Cup. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, real quick before football at 50, uh, Patrick Bourne says Colorado is going to take some time with Mr. Prime. BYU will do better. Okay. 
Um, Craig, whoa, Craig Kish says BYU. Um, Kevin Pryor says Colorado wins more. Curtis uh, D316 says Baylor AD says Big 12 should be ready if the Pac-12 disintegrates. Yeah, Big 12 are ready. Yeah, I, I, I and I... Everybody made a big deal out of that interview. What did he say that isn't commonsensical? Yeah. He said if the Pac-12 melts down, the Big 12 should be ready to pounce. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Let's see. Kevin Pryor says Colorado wins more. Outside (laughs) the echo chamber says no honor code. In God's name, image, and likeness. What does the honor code have to do with winning games? Um, Tyler P says, BYU will be lucky to win five games year one. I agree. Dwight Lilly, I'm not sold on prime in the Pac-12. Neither am I. Totally agree. Prove it. Uh, CKS says, yeah, Dion has a lot of pressure. Still think Colorado gets better. I think they will be better with him. Just his mentality. Just the fact that there's no taking a playoff with Dion as your head coach. And the fact that he coaches his own kids so hard, I think is... I think that's a big deal. Jeremy Callahan says, because Colorado plays an easier schedule. I don't know if I agree with that. I was giving Jake a free pass on that. What do you, what do but, you mean you don't agree with it? You, they get to play Stanford. They get to play Cal. You get to play gimme teams. You get Oregon, Utah, and Washington. Those are the three teams. Now, I know Arizona State's supposed to be better, but if we're going to sit here and bag on Prime and say Prime's not going to win games, I don't want to hear about ASU and some guy who hasn't done a damn thing in this sport. Dude. And some guy who hasn't don't done Don't talk that. to me about Arizona State. You mean the program <laughs> that is burned to the ground like 10 years uh, in a row? Come on, man. Like, well, like hey, come on. Ray Anderson hired Herm. Stay hard. Yeah, now Herm is in his recliner at ESPN. Arizona State doesn't often make good decisions. Come on now. Uh, but what they should do is go to Papa Murphy's Pizza and download the mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off their purchase at $25 or more. Thank you. I was waiting for the the the, 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 the vibe, yo. Okay. I need the beat, yo. I know, the beat. Papa Murphy's Pizza presents football. 50, 10 in the hour. Every hour, we bring you the biggest stories in football. And I know this Pac-12 thing's a big deal. A big deal. A-A-A-A-A-A says Texas killed every conference they're, they're ever in. Fact. Longhorn curse. Okay. Colorado, just because the Pac-10 soft as baby cheeks. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know. We'll see. I, I, I just want to see prime win games. Because I think it would be phenomenal for the Pac-12. Whoa. Gumby Extra Regular (laughs) says ASU got the hotties, though. Mill Avenue's popping. You're not wrong, brother. Mill Avenue's popping. Patrick Boren says ASU needs some of that Big 12 exposure and money. Maybe. Chris P. What's up, Chris P., a member of the program, says Larry Scott poisoned the Pac-12. It's just going to take a few more years to actually die. I don't disagree yeah, with you Yeah, it's like a there. cockroach. You know. Uh, Greg Romano says it's the Pac-12, not the Pac-10. Greg, please. Dude, I'm just telling you. <laughs> people are going to call it the Pac-10. Just because the Pac-12 left Pac-12 on their branding with 10 teams, until they have 12 teams, it's probably going to be the Pac-10. I call him the Pac-12. It is what it is. Brock Miller, what's up, buddy? He says, Arizona State does not make good decisions, i.e. staying pat in the pack. 
You ain't wrong. I.E. hiring Herm. Geoff, what's up? He says, what do you guys think of the XFL this year? Okay, so the XFL has been bad football, but really entertaining TV. Right. Because I think having everybody mic'd up, having the uh, instant replay booth mic'd up, makes a big difference. Having the replay system be 100% transparent and giving us a look inside of what decisions were being made, I love that. Mm -hmm. Rightly or wrongly, yeah, I love that. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. What do you guys make of this situation with the... Um, do I go... I'm going to go Chicago Bears. Okay. Because are you guys... Bryce Young, like I'm team Bryce Young, right? Like CJ yeah, Stroud, CJ Stroud, good quarterback. I think he's the best passer in the draft. Total package, I'm Bryce Young. The Chicago Bears have essentially said we are not trading Justin Fields. He will be our starting quarterback when training camp comes around. Right. And that they are likely to trade out of the first spot. You have the number one pick in the draft. Who are you taking, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Jake, go. Bryce Young all day, dude. I think the guy is super intelligent. I'm tired of hearing Mel Kuyper talk about how Bryce Young needs to be 195 or he's not going to draft him. I'm here to say that there have been many quarterbacks who are <clears throat> under 195 and have been productive NFL quarterbacks. And I think the thing that nobody talks about is these guys grow into their body as they continue to mature. So Bryce Young could easily, easily break 200 pounds at the quarterback position in the NFL. Will he do it year one? I don't know. But what I'm what I'm telling you is that guys get jacked all the time in the NFL. We see it regularly. Like the Bears are putting out hype videos of Justin Fields putting on like 15 pounds of muscle and one off. Like it's not rocket science, man. So I'm not here for dude isn't big enough. Was he big enough to play SEC football? Yeah, he was. Was he big enough to carry Alabama all year? Yeah, he was. So I think he'll be fine in the NFL. But the main reason he'll be fine is not because he's big enough. It's because he's smart enough. He understands the game and understands what defenses are trying to do to him. And I don't but, think Justin Fields does. But I would also say this is a this is a critical moment. And I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think one of these two quarterbacks is going to bust out, usually just by percentage. But when you look at the Big 12, how many Big 12 prospects do you have this year at quarterback, wide receiver, you know, defensive tackle, edge rusher, like that are minted superstars? I think the Big 12 needs to have a year where they put four or five guys in the NFL that wind up being all pro. Yeah. Because I think when you look at the, the SEC and the Big 10, to a much lesser extent, the Pac-12, but I think... I think some general managers are getting to the point where they're a little hesitant to draft Big 12 skill position because you get so many guys that wind up busting out. And I, I think, you know, wide receiver and edge rusher probably are the two best examples, but are you drafting safety out of the Big 12? Are you drafting corner out of the Big 12? Are you drafting wide receiver out of the Big 12? I don't know. Are you drafting, are you drafting edge rusher out of the SEC? Yeah, Will Anderson's a stud. Are you drafting defensive tackle out of the SEC? Yeah, Jalen Carter's a stud, right? Like you have, like the 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 Bryce Youngs, the C.J. Strouds, like the the major conferences in in this whole realignment talk. I would remind you that the major conferences are putting guys in the NFL that are productive, productive guys at the next level. Yeah. The Big Twelve 
needs to start consistently doing that because they haven't in recent years. And I think there's some of this that's starting to hurt recruiting-wise, too, by the way. Yeah. So I would I would pay attention to that. Uh, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And are you guys ready for the single greatest, the single greatest pizza we have seen this year? from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Fresh out of Papa Murphy's Kitchen, it's the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually, it's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Did she say nacho cheese yeah, on pizza? Yeah, did you guys did you guys catch that? So wait, wait, wait. Not pesto, not marinara, not oil and garlic, nacho cheese sauce with <laughs> cheese on top. Come on now, bro. On the Come double on. bacon cheddar pizza. I'm coming through Look, for man, you. The heartbreaker was amazing. It's not a double bacon cheddar. Use the promo code Monty25. To get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Holy bajolis, our number one in the books. Good to see everybody on the program. As always, we tell you every single day this show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. A pleasure to welcome Alan Tucker from The Advocates. Alan, good afternoon. How are you? Hello. Hello. Why can't I hear you? Hello, hello. I'm hoping. There we go. It's me. Right here. Right Yay! Here. Let's there go. Let's go. Alan I'm Tucker from the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Hey, you know one of the the funny things I, I I always tell people, and this is probably the biggest question I get with you know the especially in car accidents and where insurance companies are involved. Talk to me about insurance coverage and what is. When you go to your insurance company and they write you a policy, like, why is it important to understand what that coverage is? Yeah, I think I think we've all been there. Any of us who have uh, signed up for insurance coverage, and they're asking you, do you want this coverage? How much do you want covered under these? these everything? And I think for most people, it's all just mumbo jumbo. We don't really understand what we're signing up for. So I, the biggest advice that I can give is to understand what the different coverages are for automobile uh, coverage. Uh, the main one is what we call bodily injury coverage. And essentially what this is, is this is how much you are protected in the event that you injure somebody else with your car, right? That number doesn't mean anything for how much coverage goes back towards you in case you're injured in an accident. Where that comes into play is what we call underinsured motorists. You might yeah, and I... I UIM, UM. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I think there's a little delay here, so I'll, I'll defer to you here. No, it's all good. The question I was going to ask you is like the the difference. You know, a lot of times is, hey, what what's coming out of my bank account every month, right? Like, I well, you know, that's too much. Let's knock something off. I'd really like to be around twenty bucks instead of fifty bucks or five hundred bucks or. Like you really got to understand what that thing you're knocking off is and why the value of the dollar you're spending. Because by the way, the other thing I say every day on this show, Alan, and I know you can speak to this is when you get in an accident, you 
you a lot of times you can't trust your insurance company because they're not working for you. They're working for their bottom line. Exactly. If you can imagine, there's there's a little bit of a conflicting interest when it comes to insurance companies that they want to sell you an, an amount that's going to make them money in coverage, but they also want to minimize the amount that they're going to be exposed to in the event that you injure somebody, right? Um, and so when you're when you're shaving money off of you know your monthly payments, saying, "Oh, I want to save five dollars here," uh, I got to bump them. Got it. I hate to do it. I hate to do it, Alan, but the problem is that we just have a terrible connection mm -hmm. uh, with Alan there. And I know for uh, everybody watching the show, that'll drive you crazy. But I think it's really important when Alan was talking about there. And, and I cannot stress this enough. And, you know, we've had a lot of the guys from the Advocates on, and they've all said the same thing. Hey, look, your insurance company, it absolutely serves a purpose, no doubt about it. But when you're talking about hey, what is my premium every month and what goes into that premium? You need to know that. You need to understand that. When you get in an accident, you also need to understand that you, your insurance company is going to work for their shareholders. Your insurance company has hundreds, sometimes thousands of attorneys working for them. Why aren't you being represented? And I think that's a huge, huge deal because it's, it's, it's firms like The Advocates. And again, I've known Matt Driggs for 10 years. Matt Driggs has supported my show. He's one of the partners at The Advocates. They have the best injury attorneys in the business. You need somebody that can navigate you through that. And when you look at all the bad weather we've had and how many people are speeding through icy roadways or you know talking on their phones, or you didn't deserve to get in that accident. But what you do deserve is an advocate, somebody that will fight for you, somebody who can navigate the insurance companies for you. Thanks. That's why we partner with The Advocates and again, I want to tell you, they're having a blood drive. Go to utahadvocates.com slash blog. Absolutely register for the blood drive. This is why we partner with the advocates. Yes. Because they're all about our community. And I think that's huge. They're, they're working with the American Red Cross. When you donate your blood, they're going to give you a $10 Amazon gift card. Like It's just a really good program for something that is really important to our community. So utahadvocates.com slash blog. Uh, to register for the blood drive with the American Red Cross. And I'm telling you, we'll get Alan back on at some point. This uh, We should try to reschedule it this week because he's nails. This conversation about insurance and how to structure premiums and what to understand and what your insurance company's priorities are mm -hmm. because those priorities are different than yours. And you need the experts at The Advocates to fight for you. Get to theadvocates.com. And the best part about The Advocates, I say it every day, you don't pay the advocates unless they win your case. And in my case, I would tell you until they win your case. So no, no big retainers, no consultation fees. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. Sorry we missed Alan there. Yeah. Bummer with the bummer with the uh, with the connection there. But let's get your thoughts back in here. Um, six past the hour. If you're just tuning in today here on the Monty Show presented uh, by the advocates, this Pac-12 story is a big one. And I know that a lot of people have burnt out on this story. But I think it is, especially here in Utah and all throughout the mountain region, I think this is the biggest story in sports. Because what's going to happen with schools like Boise, mm -hmm. what's going to happen with, obviously, Utah and BYU. That's without saying. But if you look at Boise, if you go west and look at schools like San Diego State, Fresno State, 
what's going to happen to Gonzaga basketball? Because they're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of when and where, right? And for how much. It's just a matter of how can we get, you know, how can we save X university? And I, I, again, will point to Utah because BYU obviously is in the conference already. I look at Utah and I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but this, this brand deserves better. This coaching staff, these players, this fan base deserves better than twisting in the Pac-12 wind. That's what really bothers me about yeah. Utah. Yeah, I, I just and they've been consistent on that, and they haven't really come off that. You know, you haven't really heard them say too much about like you know leaving or not leaving or being man. more like it's just crazy. And that's why like this Deion Sanders story. And I don't, I don't know where to come down on Deion Sanders. I've covered college football for the better part of twenty five years. I haven't seen somebody gravitate to a fan base like Deion Sanders has to college football fans, mm-hmm. not to Colorado fans or Jackson State fans or Pac-12 fans, to college football fans. I am no Deion Sanders fan. He paid, played for San Francisco, Atlanta, and Dallas. Three teams that I generally won <coughs> Atlanta. It's, I mean, you, you were starting Marcus Mariota. Why would I care? Right. San Francisco and Dallas, I hate them. But Deion Sanders, the coach, Dude, you know how many times I've listened to that speech that he gave to the Colorado football team where he just kept saying, I'm coming. Your parents, your boosters, your staff, your faculty deserve better. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing my luggage and it's and it's Louie. Mm-hmm. I've listened to that thing a thousand times now. He is gravitational. My biggest fear for Deion Sanders is he will not win. That's my single biggest fear with Prime is that he's coming, but can you win in the Pac-12? Because as maligned as the Pac-12 is right now, dude, they had a pretty good football season last year. Yeah. If you And I'll use Oregon State as the example. Who derailed Oregon last year? It wasn't BYU or Utah. It was Oregon State at Research Stadium. You know where we were? I remember watching that game. Mm-hmm. You remember where we were? Super Chicks. Super Chicks in Ogden. And we were sitting there watching that. We had finished eating already. We were just, we didn't want to leave because the game was on. Yeah. Like, it was an amazing game. I think that Prime is the perfect thing, opportunity, like situation that everyone always goes to and says, no, he's, yeah. can he win? Can he win? Yeah, he can win. He's got the right mentality. Kids believe in him. Kids are going to play hard for him. Right? And and I think that the nobody ever wants to play the the you know black head coach versus white head coach card but i think it's really a factor when you're talking about recruiting when you're talking about impact like prime had a great nfl career we all know that prime has been there and done that he's gone where these kids want to go he's he he can walk into a black family's household and say hey Yes. You're coming to Boulder because I'm going to I'm going to take care of your kid. I'm going to take care of your son. He's going to become a man in my program. And then he's going to go to the league assuming he does what I tell him to do. <laughs> That's right. Right? So this isn't difficult for me to understand. Yeah, I'm coming as a cool little speech, but hey, maybe I'm an idiot. I'm sold on the guy. Go in, take over a losing product in Colorado. All of a sudden it's not a losing product anymore. And we're good to go. Why is it that we believe in a guy in Lincoln Riley and we don't want to believe in Prime? Well, because Lincoln Riley had some success at Oklahoma, 
right? Yeah. Never won the whole thing, right? I could be wrong. Did he ever win a national championship at Oklahoma? Did he? I can't remember if he did or not. I don't think I'd so. I'd have to look. Who? Lincoln, Lincoln Riley? Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. I don't think so. He got close. I, I think he made it to the game. Now you're going to make me go back and look. God, I'm, I should know this off the top of my head. I apologize. I do not. Jake trying to throw me curveballs. Um, I don't believe that he won a national championship at, and I could be, dude, sometimes technology lets you down. Um, I don't believe. He's never been to the national championship game. They won the big 12, 17, 18, 19, and 20. I know he's got four, but I can't. Why would the internet? Oh, there it is. So it is. It it was the website I was looking at. Um, no, he didn't. He was 1-4 in bowl games, 0-3 in, in the college football playoff. Four Big 12 championships. Ding! So so to me, I just think it's, and, and again, this is my opinion, but I just think it's silly that we're so willing to be like, yeah, Lincoln Riley can go to USC, and they're going to revitalize a garbage program. But, and but, you know, but what did he do? He was a game away from going to the college football playoff. What did he do? Right? He lost. But I'm, I'm going to say this. He, he lost. didn't win. Right, lost. Like I, but I know he's won the Big Twelve. Like he got to the game. What? Like okay, I agree with that. But I just think it's unfair to hate on Prime when Lincoln Riley hasn't really. But, but I don't think it's hating on Prime. I just don't think that Dion has the experience. I I think that Dion can recruit. He can motivate. And again, with all due respect, it at HBCUs, I think when you inject his talent and enthusiasm, and the revenue. Look what he did at Jackson State. Completely renovated the, the buildings. Brought in a, a different level of accountability. And, and you look at what happened with that Reed, Epithune Cookman, and that old disaster. Mm-hmm. And Dion didn't do that. Dion went in there, very quietly, mind you, went in there, and they won everything. They, they right? Like, I mean, and then they got to the championship game and lost. But you get my point. He went in there, brought in money, brought in enthusiasm, brought in talent. Getting Hunter to go to Jackson State's ridiculous. Now he's at Colorado. He's going to have talent. The question is, when you're facing teams week in and week out that are generally going to be better than you for the first probably two years you're in the conference, can you motivate guys to play well above their their curve, if you will? Yeah, I think he can. Because I think he's telling a story. It's not necessarily about... You know, it's not necessarily like it is about winning games, obviously. Like, that's why they're out there on the field. But we, what is college football really about? It's about going to the NFL, right? Like, if you're going to play for prime, you have one mission, and that's to get to the next level. And, and to me, I just think if we're talking about what really, it, what really does decide success at the college level, it's motivating kids to play their hardest, to be invested, to, to come in every day and give you their best. And, the programs that win repeatedly then combine that with with the best of the best talent. And now all of a sudden you've got an NFL team, you know, playing for the college football national championship. Like that's how it works in college football. So to me, I look at Prime and I say, hey, this guy can tell a story. This guy can motivate your kid. This guy can get the parents to get on board, right? But what's working against him? Well, the Pac-12 TV deal is working against him. The Pac-12 TV deal is likely what will keep him from getting the absolute best of the best talent the country has to provide. And but, I would I would also remind you he's got probably not probably. He's got one of the best staffs in in the Pac-12. I mean, the guy 
the guy absolutely knows how to put people around him. Stay hard. So I, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's see if he can win. Let's see if he can win. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Mike, um, who cheese Harry? Is that on your birth certificate? Um, says, I think Prime will do okay, but I doubt he turns CU into anything of note. Uh, outside the echo chamber says he already made academic changes to expand the recruiting base. No one else had the juice in Colorado. Absolutely right. But, but I think we can't say, like, you're not wrong. That That is true. But saying that no one else had that juice in Colorado isn't really saying that much. It's Colorado. Like, it's, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like if you if you were to say, hey, no one really had that juice at Alabama and he got something done. Okay, now you're really right, saying but something. You took a you took an academic institution and forced them to let people in who they have never, ever let in. He came there and said, You're gonna have to let some of my guys in. And he essentially said, and he's talked about this on his YouTube show. Mm-hmm. He wants to give the the underprivileged, underable, you know, the access, the kids in the inner city that don't have access to the education you can get at Colorado, he wants them to have access. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to come and be your football coach, these kids are going to have access. And it, he has said it's about a lot more than football players. It's kids in general. And I think he did a great job with it because there's a lot of kids in inner cities who, could, who would never even think of Boulder. Yeah. And have no idea how good of an institution Colorado is. Utah. And and what's the first thing that Prime said in his meeting with the football team? You don't understand the opportunity you have. You have lost perspective on what's in front of you. And I'm going to change that. Or you won't be here. And I love that. I absolutely love that. So I I have no problem uh, with the way he's he's done business. You know, like I, I just, I don't. Uh, Dwight Lilly says, when those four or five-star kids win four games, how many will enter the transfer portal? I don't think a lot. Because I think one of the things that Deion Sanders does very well is he's bluntly honest. He is bluntly honest. It's going to be hard to win games at Colorado this year. It's going to be tough. Their last game of the year, he's already got it circled on their schedule. Well, it's against Utah. And it's a rivalry game, there's no doubt. Uh, Maury Alvarez, a member of the program. Hope Florida is treating you well. Seriously, I was half joking that this story is getting old. Now I am firmly in the camp of this is old. The pack needs to uh, crap or get off the pot. Yeah, well, I think the thing here, man, is that, you know, it's 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 a little bit different than that, though. You know, like if, if we're being honest, like it's, it's hard not to say a, that it's not a like it's not a crap or get off the pot thing. That's the problem here. That's that's the essence of the conversation, though, is that is that it took the Pac-12 six months just to get yes. the TV side done. And now we're moving on to the grant rights. It's not. And, Maury, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm tired of talking Maury, you're about not it, bro. Wrong. Like, I'm tired of rolling up on the show every day being like, all right, what thumbnail can I make today that's going to be provocative, right? Like, like it's a bur- like there's major burnout factor oh in it, bro. God. But at the same time, it's definitely not a a, a shitter get off the pot conversation. No, it is it's a not. now they've finally moved on to this other side. Yep, and uh, all of our college football talk on this show brought to you by our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. No matter where you listen to the Fine Money Show program. No matter where you find us, make sure you find bbqpitstop.com because it's not just that they have the best equipment. And when you hear barbecue pit stop, I want you to think the best barbecue equipment from smokers like Traeger, 
Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef. They've got it all, man. They've got it all. But they also have all the best seasonings, rubs, sauces, spices, uh, things like knives, things like thermometers, things like wing dust, things like mats for your ground in front of your smoker or grill so that you don't dirty up the ground, right? And it stains your concrete or your pavers. Covers, because my I can tell you, my Traeger smoker is sitting on my back patio with one of the best pieces of equipment I ever bought, and that's a cover for my Traeger smoker. And where yes. did I get it? I got it from my guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, man, because they said, hey, in Utah, you got to have a cover. Boom. Done. I love it. And the other thing they have is great people. The thing at Barbecue Pit Stop is they're great people. Like on their website, there's a little chat button, a chat box that pops up. You can chat with them and say, hey, Monty keeps going on about this asado seasoning. Hey, guys. Um, he said something about putting flavor on my knuckles. Um, do you guys have any idea what he's talking about? What is flavoring? Yeah. Why do I need to flavor my knuckles? Asado seasoning this way thank you asado seasoning the flavor knuckles asado seasoning is amazing you guys i use it in scrambled eggs pork chops wings um, wings pizza soup you name it asado seasoning from flavor knuckles bbqpitstop.com hook it up tell me you heard about it on the monty show okay yes okay couple more on this and let me reset where we're at um, because I feel like it's been an hour and 20 minutes on the show. We've had over 2,000 people watching the Showgram today. Mm -hmm. um, I want to make sure everybody's Program. on board with where we're at, Showgram. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> Sources told us today that the Pac-12 has moved on to the grant of rights phase of their new TV deal. And what that means specifically is they know the number and they know the who and the how much. They know, from what I understand, it's going to be at a minimum, Amazon and ESPN. But the issue is how much and with who. Because if you add San Diego State and SMU, don't you have to do that before you get a grant of rights? Don't you have to do that as part of your TV deal? I don't know how that's going to work out. That's a huge question here. But from what we understand, it's $25 million a year per school. $250, $250 million a year is what they're getting total in their TV deal. And that is at 10 members. That's why this expansion question is so huge. We believe that it's Amazon and ESPN. We believe that Amazon has fluctuated back and forth. But as we reported exclusively yesterday, Amazon continues to drive a hard bargain. They have told the Pac-10, 12, George Klyovkok, hey, dude, this is where we're at. Take it or leave it. And ESPN and, and the Pac-12 have not spoken, from what I understand, in several weeks. They spoke last Friday. Let's settle this right now. Kind of a touch base, which plays into the idea that, hey, we're moving into the grant of rights phase here. I think ESPN went to George Klyovkov last time they talked and said, we're not negotiating anymore. This is what we have. Do you want it? The Amazon, I think, situation is remarkably similar. Hey, this is what we're willing to do. This is how much we're willing to do it for. <coughs> Would you like to do that? <coughs> Bottom line. And that's why I think this Ion TV script sports thing was always going to be a smoke signal. I don't know. You know, people at Scripps told us specifically that they were not negotiating with or engaged with the Pac-12, that they had talked about something 
considerably different that had nothing to do with this situation. We were later told that that was spring sports, uh, which makes a lot of sense because they have coverage all over the country. Um, I just don't see how you're going to surpass $25 million because you're with Amazon or with Apple. I don't see a scenario where Amazon and Apple both get part of the pie. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't make any sense. And if you have three streamers, because let's not get it wrong on ESPN. ESPN, their business model is very heavily reliant on people downloading the ESPN app and watching live sports on their app. We call that streaming. Amazon is stream only. Apple TV is stream only. I don't see how three streamers are, are Jake, are going to get together and do a deal here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how it's... I, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, you, you, you can only compete for the same little bit for so long before someone's like, yeah, I'm good. You guys can have it. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not a real feasible thing. And that's why I say like ESPN and Amazon are in this place where they know like, Hey, we're not competition. And in the real ball breaker is that Amazon's like, yeah, we just want to gain one game a week. We don't even want tier one. We just want like, we don't want a whole tier one package. Technically it would be tier one. Cause it's like your game of the week, your best matchup, right? Technically that's tier one. But what I mean is they're not trying to have like all of your best games or like four or five of your best games or whatever. They just want your best game of the week. And that's it much like the NFL. And I understand that if I'm Amazon, it's a very similar thing. Your listener, your viewers trained on it. They know how to view it. You can promote it. It makes a lot of sense, but Again, ESPN, knowing that that's Amazon's position, ESPN's not going to roll up with a Brinks truck and say, hey, we're going to pay all this extra money. They know what the they know what the price should be, and that's where they're at. And that's what I think is tough. Yeah, and I, I just go back to the conversation we had a little bit last hour, and I think it's incredibly pertinent. If you're a Big 12 fan, I wouldn't have your tail feather up because I just don't, you know, having been heavily involved in this situation with the Pac-12 and – just hearing the details and understanding the landscape. Trust me when I tell you that unless the Pac-12 absolutely disintegrates, the Big 12 is in the exact same place that the Pac-12 is. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. You are largely irrelevant. They both have the same seat at the table. If they have a team like TCU or USC or Utah, okay, great, run the table. Have Be a one-loss team that's got a big win You know, like if Utah runs the table this year, including beating Florida, great. You're going to get a seat at the table, right? But if you are the SEC, you know you're probably going to have multiple teams in the running for the college football playoff. If you are the Big Ten, you know that Ohio State and Michigan are probably going undefeated, Mm -hmm. right? I, I mean, that's just the reality of who we are as a football country right now. You know that in the ACC, you are you are largely irrelevant. If, if you're not going to get a huge season out of Clemson and if Florida State continues to be very mediocre, you're not even going to sniff the college football playoff or its money. And that's how I look at it. Right. And that's how you that's how you bump up your TV deals. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get money. In dollars per school is not really a kick in the nuts. It's a starting point. The issue is, can you imagine a scenario where two teams have access to the college football playoff out of any conference other than the SEC and the Big Ten? Because um, I can't. Yeah, I don't see, especially with Oklahoma and Texas and SC and UCLA leaving, I don't see how. how are, are you really telling me that Oregon and, and Utah aren't going to cut each other's face off every year? 
Are you really telling me that that Utah and Washington, Oregon and Washington, you know, Washington, Washington, Oregon, and Oregon and Washington, and that's the whole conference. That's the whole conference. We have not been able to count on Arizona football. We have not been able to count on Arizona State football. Oh, but Herman, he's building a program, and it's all great. But you see what I'm saying? Like this conference, it's doomed as the Pac-12 is. Do not allow your arrogance or your overconfidence to to tell you or tell you a story that somehow the Big 12 is in much better position because they're not. Oh. I, I don't. And the other thing that 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 I continue to hear from you know the Twitterverse and, but not from one source that we've spoken to. There's not a Pac-12 school beating down the door of the Big 12 trying to get in. There's not. I firmly believe that Stanford, Oregon, and Washington are trying to get to the Big Ten. <laughs> I firmly believe that. And I think if that happens, this conference is dead. They are That's cardiac arrest, bro. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. And then some schools are going to call the Big 12. And what's the Big 12 going to say? Well, you know, we're going to need some time to talk to other people. But there's not a Pac-12 school trying to get into the Big 12. And if, if somebody's telling you that, hey, maybe they have better sources than I do, but I feel like we're pretty connected. Yeah. I don't see... A, I don't see a Pac-12 school on any level trying to get into the Big 12 today right now. Which, by the way, for the record, I don't think is a good thing. I, I think that they should be, you know, looking at their options. I mean, again, it, you remember how the USC thing happened. I mean, you know, you have Carol Faust lying to the rest of the conference and behind their back signing a contract with the Big 10. I mean, that's how it got done. So to me, like... Hey, maybe publicly or, you know, maybe or privately, you know, uh, you have these schools trying to get to the Big 12, but publicly they are not about it. Yeah. I think Pac-12 survival is a very interesting question. And I see everybody getting all upset about what I said. Um, and I'm, I, I, I love the, I love the, the conversation court McMullen, a member of the program says 337 watching yet only 114 likes. Come on, saying, guys. Dude, come on, pump those numbers up. Yeah. Those are rookie numbers. We've had over 2000 views today. Come on, let's go pump those numbers up. If you haven't hit the like button, please do. Yeah. We appreciate you very much. Um, let's see. Who's in? Uh, Carl Adams. Good to see you, Carl. Uh, the Big 12 is not in the same place as the Pac-12. The Big 12 actually wins New Year's Six Bowl and basketball championships. But here's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell me what that's worth. What does that mean? What does that mean? What is all of those? What is UCLA? Best team in the, in the, in the Pac-12. Utah women's basketball. Best team in the Pac-12. Cool. Let's say that UCLA men win the national championship. What does that mean? Some shit happened. What does that mean? It means absolutely nothing. Nothing that happens on the court or on the field in these two conferences carries any weight whatsoever. Because if it did, wouldn't people be beating down the the Pac-12's door to make sure that they had Oregon football at a tremendous season last year? Wouldn't people be beating down Salt Lake City's door to make sure that Utah football was on ESPN and ABC? Because they're the two-time defending Pac-12 champions? Right? Oh wait, Oregon and Texas are, or you, or excuse me, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. That's incredibly damaging to the Big Twelve. Yeah. USC and UCLA are leaving. That's incredibly damaging to the Pac-12. And and by the way, I would remind you, TCU didn't win. Yeah. 
Yeah, they TCU made appearance. didn't win. But that's but that's just the point, isn't it? Like you look at this comment. You know, New Year's Six Bowls and and basketball championships have one thing in common, don't they? Don't they? They're not the college football playoff. That's what they have in common, right? Like, yeah. what did what did Penn State winning the Rose Bowl this year do for them? It did absolutely nothing for them, right? Like. It didn't have any implications at a conference level, right? Like you look at, uh, like look at a program like Baylor, right? Like national champions, like in basketball, made some noise in football. Like everything's kosher, we're good. Doesn't matter because it's basketball. It's not football. Like that's the thing. Everyone, like right now, as an example, like I, I, I totally understand why we're promoting Utah women's basketball. They're a hell of a team. They're dominant right now. That like, like I'm with that. But this idea that Utah women's basketball is somehow carrying water for the university is ridiculous because that's not how the that's not how the landscape works. I wish it was, but it's not. And that's I'm not I'm not telling you that on field performance is meaningless. That's not what I'm saying. Today in this conversation with ESPN and Amazon and Apple TV and whoever else, it's meaningless. It it is absolutely meaningless. And and again. I just go I go back to the Big 12. Who's the bell cow of the Big 12? Who is it? You're a basketball conference. Basketball doesn't pay the way football pay, pays. Now, if you look at the total payouts in the Big 12, well, yeah, of course you're making more money because you actually are getting to the college football playoff. You have the best college basketball conference in the country. Okay, so your total payout at the end of the year, it matters. But what does it have to do with negotiating your TV contract? I do think the only thing I will say is I think that because they're like when we compare the Pac-12 and the Big 12, the only thing I, I would say is from a rely like a long-term reliability standpoint, because you can say, hey, advertiser, we're we're likely going to be in the national championship game of basketball. You should spend money with us here. Okay, that helps you a little bit, but it's not like it's a it's a get out of jail free card for your conference not to die. Like the Big Ten in the SEC are on lock. They're not going anywhere. They've got the money. They've got the college football playoff. That's it. And you know what the real problem with the Pac-12 Big 12 merger concept is? And why even if it did happen, I don't think it even matters, is because even if you did merge and you did have that footprint and you did have the revenue, it's not like revenue per school is going to go through the roof. Yeah. You just have a bigger footprint overall because you combined all the marbles. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the problem. And listen, I, I think negotiating TV contracts, I, I just think the average fan doesn't understand it. It, it, it has nothing to do... <laughs> It just has nothing to do with what's happened in the last two years on the field or Fox wanted all the college basketball. They were willing to pay for it. All right, cool. ESPN wanted most of the football. They were willing to pay for it. Nobody's willing to pay for the Pac-12 because the Big 12 aced them out because they hired a new commissioner that was competent, who has experience negotiating massive contracts, who immediately got everybody in a room and said, this is what I want to do. What do you guys think? Hey, this, that, okay, cool. They put it all in a melting pot, came out with a plan, and your mark went out and executed it. Mm -hmm. Done. That's why we are where we are. Yeah. You know. Uh, Dwight Lilly says, yes, I know I get frustrated with the speculating. I know 
I like the show. Heck, I subscribed today after watching several times from the bushes. Well, Dwight, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. And I don't I'm not saying it's wrong to be to be frustrated with it. Like like again, I'll keep saying it. If it makes you guys feel better, I'm frustrated about talking about this. Like I I on one hand, right? It's much like college football expansion or TV deals. On one hand, I love what I love talking about the conversation or I love having the conversation. Love that TCU won some games, but the reality is I'm frustrated that it's the SEC every year. I'm frustrated we got to talk about this every single day, but the reality is it's the biggest story in sports. Nobody gives a damn that Bryce Young's not throwing at the at the combine. He's Bryce Young. He's the best quarterback, in my opinion, in the draft. You know what the kid can do. That's not what we're talking about for that reason, right? Like, it's about the biggest st- story in sports. Carl Adams gives us $5 to say it's worth about $7 million a year to the Pac-12. You're more than the Pac-12. It is? How, how do you figure that? Wait, um, what, is wor- what is worth it? I'm guessing on-field performance. I... I- we can agree to disagree. I'm telling you, on-field performance played no factor in how much money ESPN and Fox were willing to pay the Big 12. It, it played no factor. Stay hard. None. If you want to say what played a factor, honest to goodness, I think Fox had a hole in their, their college basketball package. And the biggest, baddest conference currently today was available. I think that, there you go, that's the factor. But do you really think winning on the court or the, it was, I just don't think it's not worth $7 million a year. And great. It's worth $7 million because, a year. What does that do? Because TCU lost to Georgia or yeah. because TCU beat Michigan. That doesn't make it $7 million a year. Then how do you explain Oklahoma State having an absolute terrible season? How do you explain, like, are you telling me that people are paying $7 million or more a year? Because Kansas and K-State, when they negotiated this deal, they had no idea about Kansas and K-State or TCU yeah. when this deal was done. They had no idea that, that anybody was going to have that kind of season. Yeah, they, I, they woke up and said, hey, TCU's going to the college football playoff in well, 2022. Better cough up $7 million Come a year. Come on, dude. Come doesn't on. work that way. And by the way, again, I just want to keep pointing out, let's say it was neat. That doesn't mean that you're going to survive or like you're you're all of a sudden like, uh, again, the term I use is all of a sudden you have a get out of jail free card for survival, right? The, the thing for Brett Yormark, and, and again, we're a little ahead of this portion of the conversation in the big picture, but it's coming much like prime. It's coming. The conversation about the big 12 having to compete with the SEC and the big 10, because eventually Something is going to get done with the ACC. I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if that's just a new deal or whatever. Like, they got to do something. But the Big 12, because they're so good in basketball, has to figure out how to take this next step. Because it's cool you're good in basketball, but if you don't take that next step to, like, 40 a year or 45 a year, right, what what does it really matter? That's great. I you think can that's coach a great kids. question. It, you can coach kids, but what does it really matter? And, and I also think, you know, on, on this, on this thing about, you know, where the, you know, on-field performance matters, I'll just go back to my, my take during the, the CFP on the Big Ten. It, the Big Ten is, is, I think, by far the worst football conference in the country. Yeah. I think it's the worst, fo- uh, period, full stop, that's it. The Big 12's better, the Pac-12's better. I'm not ready to say the ACC. The ACC is better. That hurts me to say that. The SEC. So if on-field performance matters, 
Why is a guy like Luke Fickle take the Wisconsin job? Excellent question. Why? Excellent question. Why is Luke Fickle, if on PO performance matters and the Big 12 is the, the, the $7 million of them all, why is Luke Fickle going to what's been a mediocre program at Wisconsin? Why did Lincoln go to USC? Because they weren't good. They hadn't won at all. Why did he leave the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12 to go to the Big 10? <coughs> right? Like, that's the thing that, that I think people don't understand. And it's, yeah. Uh, NBA coming up in 20 minutes on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Uh, Bill Gertson says whiskey can pay more. Why, though? Why? See, that's my point. Why? Because they have a media deal. Because they're in a conference that says, hey, great, you may not be some prolific basketball or football program, but damn, you're in a conference with, a, with two really good schools, and they're paying the bills. Also, I would remind you that the Big Ten Network is one of the few successful conference TV ventures. And who owns the Big Ten Network? Fox Sports. <coughs> That conference sucks. You guys realize that, right? Like the, I mean, it's terrible. With bro. all due like, respect, like I think people don't understand this. Because it's garbage. Have you guys thought about how bad the Big Ten is? Like, if you look at the Big Ten, you add Michigan and Ohio State. Penn State, I think, was an average, average team. Mm -hmm. Okay, they won the Rose Bowl. Let's give them three. Okay. Go three teams. Maryland, Maryland was eight and five. Michigan State was five and seven. Indiana was four and eight. Rutgers was four and eight. Your winner in the in the West, who remembers who won the the Big Ten West? Uh, Boiler up, mother <laughs> Purdue. Eight and six. Eight and eight and six. They eight won the, six. the Big Ten West. Illinois, eight and five. When has Illinois been relevant? I grew up in Chicago being an Illinois fan. When's the last time? <laughs> Jeff George ain't coming through that door, friends. The fighting Illini. How about Iowa at eight and five? How about Minnesota, the Golden Gophers at, at nine and four? Keep looking at your shadow. The Badges at seven and six. Nebraska, a disaster in the Big Ten. Four and eight. Northwestern or Stanford. They look so much alike. One and 11. <laughs> you're a three-team conference oh but Purdue Purdue was one of the best stories in football last year fat ass okay did you see the math club at Northwestern so if we're if we're really if we're being honest right if we're being honest about Purdue football what's Purdue's big win Ooh. <laughs> what's Purdue's big win <laughs> oh they beat Minnesota on the road bro Minnesota blows well, that number 21, Illinois? Don't make an argument. It's Illinois. Well, they beat Michigan. No, Michigan won that game too. 43 Mr. fucking Vernal Equinox. 43-22. Oh, okay. But wait, but wait, but wait. Purdue, There's more. Purdue, Purdue did go to a bowl game. Bonnie, please. Now, what's the cheese it? Here's the back asswardness. The Cheez-Its Citrus Bowl. <laughs> Have you tried those Cheez-Its citrus flavor those, crackers? Bro, I mean, that, that orange cheese is I mean, real nice. I'm, but no, I'm a lemon lime guy. Mellow yellow Cheez-Its. That's where it's at in the back of the can rig. I, can I get some Kiwi Cheez-Its? By the way, go Tigers. <laughs> LSU won 63-7. to Boy, let me tell you, that, that boiler up program. Well, but hold on. But wait, wait, wait. 
But but on the field performance really matters. So the Big Ten is going to struggle to renew their TV deal, right? I mean, they've got to give it back, though, right? R- I yeah, mean, the, I mean, the Big um, Ten, um, you guys, because on field performance um, matters. So the Big Ten, boiler down, you got to give know. that money back, right? Corn Suskers, you got to get that. <laughs> Michigan losing the. You know T- what they're gonna do? TCU. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna to make up for their garbage on field performance. They're gonna cut some more pork chops. They're gonna make some more dinner for the the fellas over at Fox. How about that? How about I, that? And by the way, by the way, if on field performance matters so much, why did you take such a haircut when OU? And Texas left the conference. Because it's garbage. Because OU and Texas ain't won your mom lately. Right? Like, if you if you really look at Texas, when's the last time Texas. Texas has been a national power in something? Yeah, since some guy named Kevin Durant was there. But if you look at, like, Tom Herman, the disaster that was Tom Herman. Sam Ellinger. But that's a huge brand. People watch Texas football. Vince Young. Hook em horns. My point is, anyway, I don't know what my point is. Uh, Big Jack 512. Yeah, Big Jack. Hey, Big Jack. Oh, yeah. You know. Hello. Dude. Stay hard. Big Jack. Can you measure it? How long before Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State demand unequal revenue? They already already do. Um, Carl Adams says the Big 12's new contract increased in value when Texas and Oklahoma left it. Dude, what, Carl, can I just... It's just you and me. Carl, it's just you and me. Hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. It's Hey, Carl. It's Monty. Open the door, brother. Hey, Carl. Good to see you. Jackass. <laughs> Carl. What would you have gotten if Oklahoma and Texas had stayed in the Big 12? Hey, look at me. Oh, but we got 7 million more. That's a lot of hog farming. But what would it? I understand. Do you understand that seven million? Do, um, the Big Twelve spends more on spittoons. Wait, I than, thought you said spittoons. Than you got in your new TV deal, right? Jim Harbaugh spends more on khakis than seven million dollars a year. It's you really are you really coming at me with wow hey Monty. Ohio State spends more on those damn star stickers for their helmet. They're buckeye stickers. Damn. Okay. Wisconsin Wisco, excuse me. Wisco spends more on Luke Fickle's jawline than the Big Twelve. <laughs> seven million you're really hanging your hat on seven million dollars, dude. Better send those refunds. Seven million dollars. <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, fans are watching regardless of how bad they are. Nebraska has sold out every home game for like 10 plus seasons and they suck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like They're called fanatics for a reason, bro. I want my Budweiser now. Jeremy Callahan would like to correct us. He says they're pot leaves on the Ohio State <laughs> helmet. Those are pot leaves. They oh. look, bro. bro. CJ Stroud smokes a lot of pot weeds on his helmet. <coughs> Every one of those is a dime bag consumed on the team flight. Wouldn't that be awesome? How'd you get all those stickers? Dude, you should have seen us light that thing. Oh, flame on. Flame on. Mm. Come on. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, you killed me on Jim's khakis, right? (laughs) Gumby Extra Regular says Jim Harbaugh's khakis. (laughs) 
Rick Forrester says NIL will play field even now. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, you mean. Ray Wilk. Oh, God. He's a K-State fan. With the basketball money, each Big 12 uh, school will make a total of $50 million. Absolutely possible. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys understand that TV deals are only for the games they broadcast. And if you go to the NCAA tournament, you make a bunch more money because you made them more money by being in the tournament. Mm -hmm. You go to the college football playoff, you get a cut of the college football playoff. By the way, the college football playoff's expanding. You guys are going to make more money. You can afford more pork rinds. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what you guys are missing is that, so So what people are saying is, oh, well, then doesn't on-field performance matter? On-court performance matter? Well, yeah, from the sense of, sure, if, like, like if I want to get bonused, I should probably, like, make more sales or something, right? Like, if you want to get bonused, yeah, on-field performance matters. But when we're talking about, like, like who ESPN wants, it has nothing to do with how damn good you are. I mean, it helps that the SEC is good. But what is it really about? Like, what is it truly at its core about? It's about ESPN seeing the, the advertisers say, hey, we want to spend money with you to get this portion on your on your." you know, your network or whatever. Like, that's what you're looking at. Yeah. Your regular season TV deal, your standard yeah. $25 million per season is is generally not tied to performance. Yeah. Like, so, come on, dude. And I know that's upsetting to people. I totally understand it. Yeah. I totally understand it. Real quick, I digress. Yeah. Let's take a break so real quick. Yeah. I, I, bought, I bought a, a new car over the weekend. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they had a computer glitch, so they couldn't tell me the exact amount of my warranty. So they needed launch codes. So they sent a bro over to the Maverick Center today so I could sign my contract. Okay. He missed a line. I'm like, hey, bro, can you stop by? Can you stop by the store on your way home tonight? Nope. 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 Can't do it. Can't do it. So, sorry. Can't, can't that. Uh-oh. Ain't gonna that. Not doing it. You have to send Bunny back over. Nate Davis says three reasons why all of the Big Ten fans is because they're on drugs most of the time. Well, Nate, you be nice now. Nate, pause, bro, pause. Uh, Brent Burnett says the Pack Network is available. LOL, it is. <laughs> Emery says uh, <laughs> you guys are kind of bad at math. Seven million is twenty-eight percent of the Pack's media earnings. Agree, no one is ever competing with the Big Ten or the SEC, though. What do you mean I'm bad at math? I, I don't do We're not, math. Dude, this isn't... Bro, this is not called the Monty Show math class, right? This is called the Monty Show where we talk about the biggest stories in sports. We're not we're not having a math discussion here. No. We're, we're, we're talking about relevancy and and relationships and reputations. You really think that, that this Pac-12 situation has anything to do with 7 million and 28%? And by the way, I can't spell my name on most days. What makes you think I can do math problems? Dude, I can't even draw a cloud, bro. Get out of here, bro. Jeremy Callahan says, Frank Thomas can tell you all about low T and what you can do about your performance. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could do that on the I'm driving sorry. range. I'm sorry. Did you just pull a Frank Thomas and low T commercial? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, Jeremy, you watch far too much TV, dude. Um, let's see. Nate Davis says I was joking. I don't believe you, Nate. I know you were joking, and it was an amazing joke. It was. It was an amazing joke. Uh, Joey Daglio. Daglio or Daglio or Dag? 
Hey, I tagged your Leo. Hey, Leo, tag oh. this. Uh, ESPN <laughs> done in Big 12 country. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, Carl Adams, the arrhythmic hour with Monty and friends. Yeah, the arithmetic hour. Arrhythmic. Yeah. The arrhythmics. Right. I know it's arithmetic. I was trying to be funny by not being... Never mind. It's English, not math, so misprint. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so. Again, if you're new to this show, I told the story yesterday. Program. My geometry teacher was one, my high school basketball coach one year. And I already forgot her name, but I used to have For Mary. For all those daily listeners, what was the girl's name from yesterday's show that he's referencing? I used to have Jennifer. Carrie Ann Mary was there. I want it. Uh, I used to have this girl do my do my geometry homework and take my tests. N never mind that like she filled it all out. I'm not even trying to be embarrassed by this. I can't do geometry. Like I need to take off my shoes to do geometry. I ain't even lying to you. Right. No. Right. Three plus nine equals twelve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so my basketball coach like used to joke with me about it. Hey, great job on that. That that let me tell you, that worksheet you turned in today. <laughs> great job. <laughs> like he would joke with me about it. He would because I was terrible at, at geometry. Like honestly, I never could get noun versus ver verb in geometry. See what, what I better noun, execution. Right, it's like English verb, class English versus math, and you know. You know, but I always did well in health, man. Uh, Jeff Johnson <laughs> says it was Scarlett Johansson, if I remember right. That's hey. right. That's right. I gave birth to, you know. Uh, Cyclone Steve says Lolita. Lolita. Uh, Buddy Braxton says, will the fall of the pack affect the ACC? Probably. I don't know, buddy. I think it will be, I think it will be seismic across college football. I think the Pac-12 TV deal is the bottom rung measuring stick for every other conference. That's what I, I think. I agree with that. Football 5010 of the hour. Every hour on the Monty Here program is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app, Papa Murphy's mobile app. Order your pizza at 6 a.m. Schedule it for a 5.30 pickup. You'll walk in the front door. It'll be on the to-go rack. Yeah. It'll be a pizza with the nacho rack. cheese, some uh, marinara meatballs. You're taking baked chocolate chip cookies yeah. on a Pythagorean theory and stuff. And stuff. What do they call those triangles? Isosceles triangle. <laughs> Isosceles. 45 degree angle in that ass. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm so done with the Pac-12. These higher learning institutions. We've gotten to the point where, where we're talking about isosceles triangles in your ass. Speaking of which, <laughs> Daniel Snyder is in trouble with the feds. How about this guy? Speaking of isosceles. So should Daniel Snyder go to federal prison for this? Yes, um, Come on. Allegedly. Daniel Snyder took a $55 million loan without telling any of his board members or co-owners. And we call that financial fraud, allegedly. And now the IRS and the federal government want to know what he did with the money. And they're trying to use this to force him out as the majority owner of the Washington Commanders. Right. Why is it taking so long to get this guy? I, I don't understand. Never mind that he allegedly pimped out his cheerleaders to big sponsors. Mm -hmm. 
Never mind that John Gruden lost his life in an email to the then Redskins, now Commanders. Never mind that Daniel Snyder's been one of the most disliked humans on the planet for decades. Never mind the Washington Commanders don't win. Never mind they released Carson Wentz today. He allegedly like he's took $55 million and stuff. And then on top of that, not only did he take a $55 million loan, allegedly. That's more than the Pac-12. He, he charged, yeah, more than they make in two <laughs> years, Dick. Um, he then charged the Redskins $5 million to port the Commanders. $5 million to put the Commanders logo on the tail of his private jet. So you're saying he paid himself. And then he had a private party with other owners present, including Jarrah, on a yacht paid for by the Washington Commanders. This guy has allegedly lied to owners in the NFL by hiding his income and ticket sales so that they couldn't get more of his money and profit sharing. And it's a $55 million loan that you're worried about? That's what's finally pushed you over the edge with yeah. the commanders? Yeah, he probably bought a, you know too many pairs of Jim Harbaugh's khakis. Yeah, dick. Um, <laughs> it, but am I the only one who finds this absolutely crazy? Yeah. That this is the thing that's going to get Daniel Snyder yeah, booted it, from it, the it NFL. It that you sent you know, all your cheerleaders up to Buddy's hotel room so he could have his way, right? It, it didn't have anything to do with any of that. It didn't have anything to do with that Dude. wire human being stand of a Sean Taylor exhibit that you said was good enough that wasn't even close to good it enough. It didn't was include his face or likeness. Come on, dude. What the hell, man? Like, what has it been that has kept Dan Snyder as the owner of the Washington football team for this many decades? I, I am amazed by it. Because yeah. I, I feel like... With all due respect to the Internal Revenue Service, you yeah, jerks. The IRS. Uh, I feel like this is the least of his crimes. Yeah. I feel like this is but the you know least of the things he's alleged to, to have done. It always comes down to paperwork and money trail. That's what it oh, always comes down to. We don't care about Stormy Daniels. We don't care about, you know, Monica Lewinsky. We don't care about any of that. We want the money, bro. We want the tax returns. We want Buddy's $55 million buddy, loan. It's Buddy. That's what we want. We want Jarrah's yacht. That's what we want, bro. It isn't about the ladies, even though it should be. It's about the money. Uh, it's not about the money. It's about sending a message because we're the IRS and we hired 80,000 new employees. Do you know that Daniel Snyder is alleged to have pimped out his cheerleaders to major corporate sponsors for acts other than cheer squad? And maybe what you do during cheer squad, you see that you jump quote unquote cheer squad i mean give me a d give me a, anyway the point wow. is the wow. point is wow he's treated people terribly and a bad loan is what's gonna get him. look i know that he's no bob sarver with goats in the office taking a dump but this guy is pretty despicable yeah. how dude. did daniel snyder outlast robert sarver in phoenix come on dude come on Get out of here with that. It's unbelievable what's going on in Washington. It's also unbelievable that you have not used a promo code Monty25 yet, but here's a reason. It's called a double bacon cheddar. Fresh out of Papa Murphy's Kitchen, it's the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually... 
It's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at papamurphys.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Let's stretch our legs and talk some NBA. Young Jake Moniminer. Hey, Monty. Does Kevin Durant make the Phoenix Suns a championship contender? Oh, man, I struggle with this one because Devin Booker turns the ball over too much at the end of games because Book has not shown the the levels of killer mentality that I'm, you know, desiring. I think Kevin Durant can take you there, but I don't think that it's realistic to say, hey, Kevin Durant's going to be the reason that, that, you know, you won a championship. Like, you can't do it on your own anymore, man. This isn't, you know, the early 2000s. This isn't LeBron taking the Cavs to the promised land. Like, the league has changed, you know? And I think that Kevin is a hell of a player. But let's be honest. Like, he is my favorite player, but he is aging, as is a bunch of the guys that came up with him. Like, we're losing a lot of these guys now. So, can Kevin Durant make them a contender? Sure, yeah. Obviously, biggest trade at the trade deadline them getting Kevin Durant and having to give up Mikhail and, and you know, all those guys in the draft assets. But to me, I just think that it's not a, hey, you've got this one guy and he's going to take you to the promised land. My problem is, is that Devin Booker and Chris Paul couldn't get it done on their own. We wouldn't even be having this conversation if Devin Booker and Chris Paul had got the job done. If, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, you know, hadn't, you know, failed in the NBA Finals. If you had played your best basketball when it mattered we wouldn't be having this conversation. And furthermore, we definitely wouldn't be having this conversation if you hadn't lost, what, by 40 or 50 to Dallas last year? Like, that was embarrassing. So to me, yeah, he makes them a contender, but by no uncertain terms, are they like some gimme to get to the NBA Finals? I think you've got serious, serious heat in the West. I look at this LeBron situation with the Lakers and I kind of cross them off the list now, right? You you look at you look at the Lakers, and it's tough. Like tonight, they're on TNT and they're playing Memphis. Do we really think that they're going to beat Memphis without LeBron? I have a tough time saying that. I look at you know other teams in the West, like Denver. Dude, I watched Denver last night or, or two nights ago when that was. That's a good team, man. Michael Porter Jr. is finally starting to show up for them. You have a guy like Jamal Murray who's finally starting to show up. Everyone's talking about Jokic is an MVP. Like, this is the this is one of the best teams in the league. This is somebody who, although is 28 and 4 at home, is 15 and 15 on the road. They're not good on the road by championship standards. So, yes, they're obviously a playoff team. Yes, they're obviously an NBA Finals contender, but I don't see them getting to the NBA Finals. You look up and down this list. Phoenix is in the four seed right now. Let's talk about the Clippers. The Clippers are a team that I feel like added Russell Westbrook, and now everyone thinks that it's going to solve all their problems. My problem with that is Russell Westbrook is not that guy. Yes, is he going to play better defense? Absolutely. Yes, he can help them on that end of the floor. But is Kawhi Leonard going to stay healthy through a playoff run? I don't know. Has he proven that? No, he is not. Is Paul George going to be able to stay healthy through a playoff run? I don't know because he hasn't proven that. They need to beat the injury bug. And if they do that, they will They will win the West, in my opinion. You look at the Dallas Mavericks. This Kyrie situation, I have a serious problem with this. Kyrie Irving has put them in this precarious situation where 
he can't figure out how to play with Luka, right? You have multiple instances now where they have the game on the line and they can't figure out who's going to take the last shot. How is that even possible? Like, I don't understand it. By the way, how was your walk? My walk was interesting. My walk was very interesting. It turns out it's far cooler in the concourse than Dude. it is in our studio. Bro. It was. <laughs> it's hot. But I don't understand the Clipper slander. Again, I go to take a leak. I come back and you're slandering the Clippers. Yes, I am. I leave and you're slandering book. Yes, I am. I come back, you're slandering the Clippers. I'm surprised. What, the Sixers weren't on the tip of your tongue to slander as well? Yeah, I didn't make it to the Eastern Conference yet because the Eastern Conference <laughs> isn't winning anything this year. I think Kevin Durant coming back tomorrow um, is absolutely critical to the success of the Phoenix Suns. And my biggest question about the Suns is that I think you're in a situation now where Chris Paul can't, can't be counted on in any way, shape, or form. You have to use him as a facilitator. And the biggest question I have, is he willing to do that? Is Chris Paul willing to give the ball up and say, yeah, I'm not a big-time player in the NBA anymore? That's a huge question in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he's willing to do that. I think he's not going to have a choice with Kevin Durant on the team. Yeah, I, 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 this is it for the Suns. I think this, their window is closing. I am not one of the people who believes that Kevin Durant can do it on his own. I think what Kevin Durant has to do is Kevin Durant has to go to Phoenix and elevate Devin Booker's game. It's, it really is that simple because I don't think Kevin Durant is singularly good enough anymore to win a championship. Yeah, I don't think anybody is. I was, just, I was making that point where you were going, like, I don't think that the league anymore is a, you know, a, a one guy can carry you to the promised land league. I think Joel Embiid is a really good example of that in Philly, and I think James Harden's helping him, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, my my biggest feeling here is is that the Suns are legitimate NBA contenders, and I just don't know that I believe Kevin Durant could stay healthy. If he stays healthy, I think they're going to go on a really good playoff run because you don't you can guard Kevin Durant any way you want. He can he can still make the shot. There's no defending him. Mm -hmm. But I also know as a huge Devin Booker fan, he needs to show out and show that he can be a legitimate number two alpha dog on a team because I don't know that he's ever had the opportunity to truly be a number two because Chris Paul ain't a number one and I don't know that he's ever been since he got the Phoenix but my feeling is now Kevin Durant obviously is a better player than Devin Booker and Devin Booker now needs to raise his game yeah and I think that Devin Booker had the chance to be a number one and just came up a bit short in the finals I mean that's just that's just how the cookie crumbled on that and yeah. by the way I think the 50 point embarrassment to Dallas didn't help things either so that's why I was saying like I I just like, if they had won that NBA Finals against Milwaukee, I don't even think we'd be here. I don't think we'd I be would having agree. this conversation. I would agree 100%, but we are. And I think you look at the rest of the Western Conference, here's a, here's a legitimate question. How healthy are the, are the Golden State Warriors going to be? Because you now continue to have these issues, and I think Steph is on his way back. But can you count on Draymond Green? Is he nearly the same player that he was in any sh way, shape, or form? I don't think he is. Yeah. And I don't think they have a guy behind him. And by the way, I'd also remind people that Andrew Wiggins isn't playing. Like, I mean, you have a ton of injuries, and I don't think you can just inject those guys back in and think that you're going to start winning. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, don't, I, I think it takes time. I, I think if anybody could do it, it would be the Warriors, but I think you're right. Like, I think you don't just, like, throw guys back together and all of a sudden it's going to work. Like, you know, again, you that's, that's, why, that's my thing with the Clippers, man. You, you want to talk about a team that hasn't been able to prove they can beat the injury bug? It's that team. You know, they, they have not proved that they can stay healthy long enough to actually go on a run. 
And I think Westbrook helps them, but but I don't think that Westbrook is like the cure to what ails them because he wasn't the one putting well, him on the injury report like they were. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. I just, yeah, we'll see. This LeBron thing in LA, obviously the LeBron injury, if you guys didn't hear about this today, the LeBron injury is a big deal. He is out several weeks at a minimum. He'll be evaluated in two weeks. That's not when they expect him to return. They'll evaluate him in two weeks and then have a, a treatment plan going forward. He's probably out at least a month. And if you're the LA Lakers, I just don't think you have that kind of room, Jake, to 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 delay with LeBron. I, I, I think the bigger issue here is who's going to step up um, you know, with LeBron on the bench, they need somebody to score. And I think it's got to be Lonnie Walker. Yeah. I mean, Again. I think Lonnie Walker is the next guy in line because he can get his own bucket. But I think Malik Beasley needs to also step up, you know, like he has been shooting well, no doubt. But Malik Beasley has got a little mid-range game. Malik Beasley can find his own once in a while. And I think that's a guy that needs to be, you know, 15 to 17 a night. If they're, if they're going to seriously contend to get you know into a true full share playoff spot you need guys like Beasley to show out every single night because that's the position you're in now that's probably unrealistic it's probably not fair to think that Beasley is going to give you 15 to 17 a night but that's that's what you need like the yeah. six like we always talk about the Sixers on this show when Tobias Harris gives them 15 plus they are a lethal team because he plays good defense and he's making his threes at that point. But when he doesn't, that yeah. changes things. And Jimmy Butler had to play out of his mind last night. Yeah. For the Heat to beat the Sixers. As usual. Like, I want no more slander out of you. You, you, and hey. I, I mean, I'm happy to open they up the floor the to you. They didn't win I, the game. I'm, I'm happy to open up the floor to you. <laughs> it, it, if you would like, and my guess is you won't, but if you would like, I am happy to open up the floor for you to apologize for slandering the Philadelphia 76ers. What am I apologizing for? Why, why, like, what, what did they do well, that I should apologize for? You haven't won anything. I, I, I think you've said some really nasty, mean things about them. I will chain you to a pipe! I will. If you continue to slander my guys in Philly. I'm not even a Sixer fan. I'm just now dying on that hill. I will downsize your face with a shovel! If you don't apologize for slandering the Sixers. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. You know, I think you have to at least, I think you have to at least understand that they're a legit NBA Finals contender. I think they are They are more than a legit Finals contender in the East. Yeah, I think they're a Finals contender, but I'm not going to apologize. They need to win games like last I'm night. I'm not going to? Okay. Well, I'm listen, not doing man. it, bro. I'm just telling you it hurts. Yeah. To, to my core nether regions. Well, your bosoms? <laughs> no, my bosoms. Final. You know. Anyway, the point is, uh, I think the NBA is huge. By the way, did you see the Jazz are a 10-point favorite tonight? Yeah, let's see if they can not be down 20 at the half this time. I think they're going to play better. Um, and now that number's bought down to 9.5, by the way, 235. Mm -hmm. Do the Jazz cover the 9.5? Yeah, I think they win this game by 15 plus. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. they handle this game. I think that... I don't know what that was the other night. I have to be honest. I don't know what you were doing. I don't know. And again, my feeling is, is you were just playing down your competition. You thought, oh, it's San Antonio. We'll just roll in here. It won't be a problem. You know, easy peasy. Not a big deal. And to me, that's another Will Hardy conversation. It's it's like, it's unacceptable. Like, if, if the Lakers are treating the rest of their season like it's must-win material, shouldn't the Jazz be doing the same thing? Well, Memphis and the Lakers... Tip off here in about 20 minutes. That'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, let's see. Court McMullen, a member of the program. By the way, if you'd like to uh, join our membership, please, please. Oh, can't send you that link. 
uh, please do so. We have quite a uh, we have quite a good community built uh, on this on this program. Um, I am thrilled to say that you know we have what are we about eighty members strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, our memberships are nine ninety nine a month. They are canceled at any time. If you are on a mobile device, click the join button. Uh, it gets you instant access to our members only Instagram group. Uh, and we talk about all kinds of things: the Pac twelve, the Jazz, you name it. We talk NBA. We talk all kinds of stuff. Um, but all of that happens in our exclusive Instagram group, mm-hmm. uh, which you get as part of your membership. And I, I would tell you, Hey, hook it up, join again. If you, if you join and this has not happened, if you join the membership and you feel like it's not valuable, okay, you can cancel. But I think overwhelmingly the guys that are members of our, of our group, I think those guys, Program. those guys understand um, that it's it's really valuable. It's it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Um, because I think it is a lot of fun. I think the thing that's been so amazing is that we've had we've had such a good community build just by talking sports on this show every day. Yeah, and I think the cool thing is when the jazz game's going on or something happens like in sports, like what what happens? Well, it gets brought up in the chat, and we talk about it and like in the moment and. This news about the Pac-12 moving on to the Granite right side of the deal, the, the chat had it first today. They had it at, what, I think noon or 1 o'clock, like several hours before the show. Like, you know, you you there are a lot of benefits. It's getting you into the big 5-0 birthday bash on March, March 10th where you're going to meet Brant Keithy and Max Tooley, right? Like, you, you're, getting, you're getting auto-bid into these big events. Like, it's worth your time. It is. I think it's absolutely worth your time, and I think you'll see. Our big 5-0 birthday bash, by the way, Maverick Center, Salt Lake City, uh, on March 10th, Max Keithy and Brant, uh, Max Keithy, Max Tooley and Brant Keithy. <laughs> See, I combine, I combine the stuff. You know, you the, combine the stuff and the stuff. You know, um, Brant Keithy, Max Tooley will both be there. Um, it is going to be a great time. It is, of course, all brought to you by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy and Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, all you have to do, if you're a member of the, of the, uh, program, all you have to do is RSVP to Jake by today, Program. by the end of today, mm-hmm. please RSVP to Jake. If you are a member of the program. Yeah. Um, and if you are not click this link right here, then I am about to put into the, uh, chat. There it is right there. Um, click that link nine ninety nine in a month. It gets you in to meet, uh, Brant Keithy and Max Tooley on March 10th. Right here at the Maverick Centaur. Uh, hey, look at that. The mayor of Monitown. Jeremy Bolton. How the heck are you, buddy? He says, we talk Alex Caruso and his ineptitude to hide his stash properly. What's See, up, big bro? Alex Caruso. Mayor McCluskey properly points out that uh, he changed his name to Jeremy Bolton. Dude, what the hell are you doing, bro? Wow. What are you doing, man? The mayor of Monitown is a known uh, a hater of Alex Caruso. He Stay of the hard. Chicago Bulls. Uh, and Alex may have had a run-in about some weed with the law enforcement Yeah, You know. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, what time is the birthday bash? Some of us got to work for a living. 6 p.m. is when it starts. Uh, you can get here anytime before that. Uh, Brady Cook says, I agree with Jake. Philadelphia haven't won one anything yet, but they are getting there. <laughs> okay, Hell here's yeah. my problem with your take, bro. You Anytime you, you use one, like, hey, they didn't, they haven't won anything, that's not... O-N-E. That's W-O-N. Okay. Casual, bro. 
You are a hater. Casual, uh, bro. Court McMillan says, thoughts on the AT&T Sportsnet going down in flames. One, it's irrelevant to the Jazz. It doesn't mean much. The Jazz, all their games will be on AT&T Sportsnet this year. Um, there is provisions in place if uh, AT&T Sportsnet, in fact, is said, by the way, that they are going to stop uh, broadcasting on March 31st. There is apparently a plan in place for the last five games of the year. Um, so don't worry about that. And the Jazz are up for a new TV deal after this season anyways. For Jazz fans, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I think the Bally Sports meltdown is far more relevant. Far, far more relevant if you are a, if you are a Jazz fan. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's where the funny thing is, is that local valuation, what the Jazz think their TV rights are worth, have been inflated for decades. Mm-hmm. And I think now you're starting to see that people are just not willing, you know, Bally's overpaid for all of these teams to broadcast their games, and now they're in bankruptcy over it. You can't make money overpaying for Utah Jazz basketball to be on your TV network. Yeah. And you you just can't do it. It's Again, it's not unlike the Big 12. It's not unlike the Pac-12. You cannot overpay for their TV rights. I, I just, I think it is absolutely a death sentence. There is no doubt about that. Main event says Clarkson is out. Yes, he is. Clarkson uh, is out. Juzang was called up today. So Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson are out tonight. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I think that's why that number bought down to nine and a half, by the way. Uh, Brent Burnett says Jazz might lose dot, dot, dot injuries. Mm -hmm. Riley O'Brien, the greatest RV salesman in Utah, says membership is well worth it. Pays for itself. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Tom says, I've, I watch every day. It's part of my routine. I am able to support these guys. That's why I subscribe. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks, Tom. Uh, already answered that one. Uh, already answered that one. Brent Burnett. I did. I don't remember you. I think you should read it again. What do you think? I agree with Jake. (laughs) Philadelphia haven't won anything yet, but they are getting there. Because it's garbage. Uh, Brent Burnett says HSGA out for at least two games as he's stuck in COVID protocols. Bummer for him. Uh, Court McMullen says, wait, so you just threw up my comment about AT&T Sportsnet, but then didn't talk about it at all. I just did talk about it. Yeah, what do you mean? I just did. What the hell are you talking about? We just (laughs) talked about it. Jeremy Bolton changed his name to Mayor McCluskey's mom. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor McCluskey's mom is not hot. No. (laughs) So I said, yeah. No. No, but I'm being serious, Court. Isn't that Court McMullen? Yeah. Like, did we not talk about it? Like, We did. Maybe it's behind a little bit. Relax. Relax. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says those are uh, those are the breaks. Court McMullen, Brent Burnett says AT and T Sports expiring contract for the Jazz, so it doesn't impact them. Uh, they have their own broadcasters. They do. They pay for their own broadcasters. Yeah, that is correct. Correct, Amundo. Tanner T says Clarkson being out is is a blessing. Ooh. Bless up. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. Christopher Leal says, this is the first show I get to see live while at work. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, Christopher? Charles M. says, New Orleans may have to call Utah's loan on the Jazz. Okay. Okay. Uh, Court McMullen says, you did, but then you started talking Alex Caruso. I didn't. That's Mayor McCluskey's fault. Yeah, blame him, dude. He's the one ripping Alex Caruso for life. And he will every single time. To smoke the herb. You know what I'm saying? David Humes says, if Markinen is who we think he is, the Jazz will be fine tonight. Ding. I agree with that 100%. Is Markinen who we thought he is? I think he's more. thought was, is. 
Can he carry the Jazz to a win over San Antonio? Yeah, if they feed him the ball. If but they you know execute. what my you know what my biggest issue? By the way, uh, look at Giannis Antetokounmpo doing an interview on NBA TV in the uh, Utah Utes locker room. Stay home. Uh, anyway, the point is, you know what my biggest concern about Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton being out? This means we get a healthy dose of THT, which is never a good thing. That's not good for this team. Yeah. I am not a THT guy. I am not. I'm just not a believer in it. And my, my opinion is, is that I think Jordan Clarkson, yeah, they should have traded him. Yes, he should have asked more fervently for a trade. But he's here now. You got to play him. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with making the play-in tournament. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think you want to make the play-in tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think you do. But, but this is kind of my point. You're sitting in the eighth seed right now. You got a shot to make a full share playoff spot. Court McMullen. I worry about the punishment the mayor may inflict upon me if I were to call him out. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Court. Well played, bro. Uh, Mane, main event. Why do I call him Mane? Hey, Mane. Hey, Mane. Uh, Mane. Hey, Mane event. Main event says, aren't Spurs on a 16-game losing streak? We better win. They are. That's a Well, it's going to end at some point. It's going to end at some point. That's what I would say. Uh, all of our Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. The best car wash in the business. And the best part about the best car wash in the business is they can't stop and they won't stop. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy. Camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. Quick Quack Car Wash presents Utah Jazz Talk in the NBA on the Monty Show. And you know what? Just because you guys are amazing, uh, we're giving you 50% off just for another week. The rest of this week, uh, you get 50% off when you uh, use this QR code. This year, QR code. Uh, let me hide the ticker. There's the QR code. That's going to get you 50% off at any Quick Quack Car Wash, make sure that you hover over that. It'll give you a website. Um, they're amazing. And I tell you this every single day that I am a member at Quick Quack Car Wash. I have been forever. Now they opened one up right by my house, so I'm thrilled about that. And I love that the people are friendly. It, it, sure, it's cool you're in and out of there in five minutes. Absolutely, it's a great car wash. If it wasn't, would you be there? No, you wouldn't. It's awesome that they have free vacuums and free towels. Love it. But the people are really friendly. They smile. They wear shirts and ties, which I think is cool. And I just think that they're there with the understanding that that smile goes somewhere with the customer. And I really like that approach. I think that a lot of times we talk about bad service on this show. I've never had a bad experience at Quick Quack Car Wash, ever. Whether it's, you know, like I was, I was telling a guy at Quick Quack the other day, I was like, hey, man, my car's or really the other month now. Hey, my car's really dirty. We were in Tahoe. Hey, Muddy Duck. Let's get you a muddy dock. Well, it was awesome. Thanks. Which means they use a lot more water and a, a lot more brushes and stuff because your car's extra dirty. Car came out looking spotless. Like, that's the level of service that I want when I go to the car wash, which is why I go to Quick Quack Car Wash. This uh, QR code will get you 50% off at Quick Quack Car Wash. Um, tell me, heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, let's see. Brent Burnett says... THT is like TNT, ready to blow up other team. I just think he's a turnover machine. 
I do. Five a night. Yep. Joshua the Bala says, have y'all ever been to an Arctic Circle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, dude. Love it. What do you get at Arctic Circle? Yeah, what do you get what do you get at Arctic Circle? I maintain that Hires Big H is the best overall. Well, what do you so what do you need in an Ar- Arctic Circle level thing? A damn good shake. But the thing is, and I and maybe this is just a me thing. I always feel bad. Like Arctic Circle's portions, this is the uh uh the place off Mountain View. Oh my god, the burger place. JCW. JCW's. This is my thing with JCW's, dude. I will smash a, a cookie dough shake from JCW's or Hires all day. All day. But see, the thing but is... But they're huge. They're huge. The portion is massive. But again, got to give JCW's credit. They put your shake in a cup inside a cup. So when it melts, it doesn't melt. But what kind of shake guy are you? Because we've also debated this on the show. Right. Right? The showroom. And Joshua the Bala, the who's Bala. a member of the show, by the way. Joshua brings up a really good point. Like, a lot of people have shakes. Program. But how many people have good shakes? So I would always tell you, hires Big H, the bomb. But JCW's shake game is really strong. What defines a good shake? I think thickness. Thickness of the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is the problem with, with um, the chicken... Oh, my God. The chicken place. Super Lan- chicks? Super chicks. <laughs> They do custard shakes, and they're just better. Yeah. They're just better because it's premium thickness. Okay, right? it's a hell of a drug. It's, I, I, thought, I thought you just said premium thickness. Yeah, that's what she said. Damn. The point is that the shake at Super Chicks is next level. Can you measure it? Yeah, I can because it's it's custard. Stay hard. And so <laughs> it's you get a really good shake. Right. Admittedly, but the thing that good. I like about JCWs, if you order like the Reese's peanut butter shake, what do you get? You get big chunks of peanut butter. Yeah, they don't chintz you on the ingredients. You definitely get what you pay and for. And when you order the banana cream shake at Warren's, you get nice whipped cream. Yeah, you get banana see, chunks in there. Here's my deal with Warren's, though. It takes forever. Like, for It does, and dude. I think they're just getting throttled by, um, oh, my God, where's my brain? Canes. Canes. Which, by the way, Raising Cane's is so overrated. Mid, dude. I don't... It's I, mid. mid. Yeah. No, because it's not. Because it's garbage. It's not mid. It's a lot of things. It's not mid. That's, because it's garbage. That's too much of a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, right. it's, yeah. it's not mid. It, it's... Yeah, no. Um, I just think that it is... Okay. Warren's has really good shit. There's a couple more here, though, in the comments. Look, people... So, like, Sonic right there? Where are we at on Sonic? One above where you are right now. Outside the echo chamber. Sonic is Where a really good shake. I like Sonic shakes. La- or a couple other times ago, probably a couple years ago now, when we were in L.A., we had really good Sonic shakes. Yeah. I don't go to Sonic in Utah, though. Fat! There's Sonic here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's I don't a bunch go, of Sonic here. Yeah, yeah, I don't go to Sonic here. I just, it's not that I, I don't just like them. I think superior options, dude. Like, JCW's shake game is superior. JCW's is really good. Like, oh, like it's just better. Yeah. Uh, Court McMullen, is it safe to call the mellow ball injury prone? Yes. 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 Tanner T says iceberg for shakes, you casuals. I've well, never been to iceberg. I think I've been once like five years ago. Haven't I don't there. have too much experience. Mike there. Chase says, I like iceberg off 33rd South and 7th East. Never been. I might have to go, Mike. Uh, Jeff uh, says, Raising Canes is excellent. No, it's. Dude, G off. You're being G off right now, dude. You are being G off. God. He's just a hack. Hang on, let me let me help you. Let me help you out here. Okay, okay. God, are you there? 
Answer the door, please, God. I need it. Thank you. Hi. Hey, uh, what's up, my good Lord and Savior, bro? Um, hey, man, um, listen, can you go to Geoff's house and let him know that Super Chicks and really the Crack Shack is far better than Raising Kids? Look at me. God, can you let Geoff and his family know that this is what happens when you're a fan of a baseball team that's mid like the Angels. In God's name, image, and likeness. You start you start saying stupid stuff like Canes is, what did he say? Uh, God, he said, raising Canes is excellent. Jackass. <laughs> God has spoken. Thanks, God. We'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. All right, JC, we'll see you, buddy. All right, Geoff, do you want to run that back? Do you want to retread your take on Canes? I'll give you a chance to yeah. take it back, Yeah, we'll Geoff. give you a chance. Oh, Chris P., yes, Portillo's boom day. Dude. Hey, spring training, what, two weeks? Yeah. Let's go. A week from, no, I want my weeks. cheese fries, bro. Yeah, it's it's coming. Um, hey, now. Uh, Iceberg on 33rd and 9th East is bomb. Okay. Uh, Geoff says, hey, man, at least my, my meal isn't 25 bucks like Super Chicks. You pay for what you get. You pay for what you yeah, get. Yeah, I mean, Kane's the Pac-12, and Super Chicks is the yes, Big Ten. Yes, Joshua the baller, Pretty Bird, greater than Raising Kane. Facts, Kane's. facts. But see, Super Chicks Easy. over Pretty Bird. Easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think super, close, I'm dude. telling you Super Chicks is the best chicken. Yeah, dude. And I the the place by the mall, uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Average Shakes. Really good chicken sandwich. They are. That aren't even close. That yeah. aren't even close to Super Chicks. Super Chicks is all breast meat. Like, dude, I'm telling the pickles. Come on now. Come on now. What are we even talking about? Yeah. Darren Lum says Pretty Bird all the way. Really? Okay. Please. I don't know. Like, well, how did we get to chicken sandwiches? Because of- because somebody brought up shakes. and then No, I brought you brought up, up. I said Warren's and you had to go to Kane's. No, well, you said Kane's was kicking the hell out of them at the district. Right. Because the crowd... The geoffs of the world that overrun <laughs> Canes. Don't play intramurals, brother. Right? Canes at the district is always packed. You know why people go to Warren's? Because they're out of parking spaces at Canes. And so they park nice. at Warren's and go to Canes. And so the people at Warren's get bored. Yeah. When really what you should do if you want real chicken that's better than Canes, go to more betters. Pack your shit. Let's go. Don't. Where the sinners go. So have we decided is Mobetta's good? Yeah, I'm I'm with Mobetta's. But again, we haven't been to the place that our, our boy Jay recommended. I can't remember the name of it now. But our boy Jay, the barber, has several recommendations. Jay Taffa. Jay Taffa that we haven't, you know, been able to it's go to. It's my dude. It's my dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Labala says uh, Super Parm makes it uh, move a little. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you does. guys know that the Super Parm's not there anymore, right? It's yeah, seasonal. It, it, the Super Parm pumps blood below the belt. Oh, my God, just like that. Oh. Dude, it, it, it's amazing. The Super... Uh, why are you guys talking chicken sandwiches up in this program, program hizzy? Stay hard. Because now I'm hungry and I'm fat. Uh, Christopher Leal says no canes in Idaho. God bless you. You got Jack in the box, though. Oh, my God. What I wouldn't give for just... Dude, it's real simple. A number six, large fry, two tacos, cookies and cream shake. I want it. Do it. Uh, Maury Alvarez says Super Chicks are the best, and it isn't just because they're a sponsor. Well, that's what I'm saying. Josh Zabala says no bettas bomb. <laughs> no bettas. <laughs> Mo bettas. 
Uh, let's see. Geoff says, ain't just me, kid. Us normal folks ain't spending a hundo for our family to eat at Super Chicks. Okay, we pour gotta, out okay. here outside of daybreak. Okay, let me let me ask this question. Jeff, uh, what's the family size? Are you, did you say you have three kids? Is no, that, is he's, that... he's got like 16 kids. He's got an infield. No, he's got an entire baseball roster. Yeah, 25-man roster. This kid's starting it short for the Angels. Yeah, might want to get the pitch clock going here, kid. <laughs> Which, by the way, super chicks, we pour out here outside of daybreak. <laughs> Geoff, you should move into daybreak. Then you're rich like me. Yeah, I'll move in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not rich. I'm not rich at all. Geoff says he has two kids. Uh, Brent Burnett says the morning show was the worst for getting me hungry. Oh, it happens every day on this show. Yeah, dude. Oh, Josh. See, you got to stop, Josh. You're Dude, trying, what are you Josh, doing, bro? Josh, you're I, trying to derail the show, and I appreciate it. It's time for another God call. God? God, please. Open the door, damn it. Look, jerk. Open the door. Oh. Hello, Satan. Um, <laughs> what is this, Mo Betters? So, hey, guys. What did we have for lunch today? Five guys. What have we not had for lunch in like years? Five guys? No, in and out. In oh, and out. Yeah. In and out. We have not had in and out for <sighs> even when we were in California. This is not an internet show. Or this is not an in and out. Well, okay, see that before uh, see you what know, happened. Um, you know, um, um this is not an in and out show. You guys need to know that. I'm sorry if that upsets you. I know it's offensive in many, many ways. Uh, but I'm telling you, in and out is so overrated. Jackass. So overrated. What's less than mid? Slaps or it's cap? Yeah, it's like, definitely cap. Dude. It's cap, yeah. isn't it? Cap. Like yeah, that's what the what, cool kids what say. What word is less than? What word is less than mid? I want to just Google this to see if a word comes up. What you know, is less, less than, than mid? Mayor McCluskey's mom says Alex Caruso or Steve Blake. Duh both hello uh in and out is overrated garbage burgers thank you greg hawkins in and out is mid <laughs> geoff says okay it's time for pitch clock talk let's go <laughs> chop chop hey you know what i'm saying uh, uh gary uh says until jake opens the door for court orders exactly yeah yeah you you want to get served by a process server have jake answer the door because that dude's <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, Brent Burnett says, like habit, so tasty. Ooh. The char taste on their burgers is real, bro. Habit is above habits mid. in the it's conversation. Above it's above mid. See, but there's this cut of burger joint. Yeah. You know, like five guys in and out. In and out's Burger King. There's no difference. Okay. To me. No, okay, that's not true. But y yes. I, no, it's not. Oh, you're right. Okay. In and out is McDonald's. There's Thank no you. difference Thank to you. me. Thank you. Uh, I look Best. at, but I do. I put in and out with Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's. Like, uh, I, okay. Uh, in and out for me is a little bit above those guys. You get but more they're quality. Not, they're there. not flame grilled. It's not like yeah, they're it's flat top. It's yeah. flat top. But I think that their ingredients are never frozen. Like. You know, you look at the package you get from In and Out, and it's a it's a cut above those guys. Well, I'm not checking dudes' package out. I mean, that that's I'm just for real. yeah, that's not who I am. I'm for real. But the point is, I I just don't hold In and Out in high regard. I don't. Their shakes are mid. Their fries are mid. Their burgers are mid. Their people are not hot. Like I I don't know. Not a good question. 
Well, it is fast food. But if you go to In-N-Out, if you go to The Habit, if you go Wendy's. to... Nah, Wendy's is fast food. If you go to Hires, like you're getting a different cut of burger. You're getting a different cut of French fry. And I think Habit is there. Yeah. I think the Habit, I'm telling you, the Habit Impossible it is a fast Burger. Casual. It doesn't have a drive-thru. Dude, the Habit Impossible Burger is so good. I mean, it is. It is so, so <laughs> good. So, so good. Yeah. You know, oh, my wife found it. Dude, I was so upset this morning. Dude. I know you didn't just say my wife found it. What's yeah. up, big bro? She got a magnifying glass. <laughs> so real quick, I digress. So I am a huge fan of my dog, my guy, Rhino. I am a huge fan of my dog. Stay right? hard. He was my, that was my first real dog. We have made sweet, sweet love together. Um, that's not true. <laughs> uh, the point is... My dog, Rhino, is my guy. Like, he's my, my whole thing. Right. My wife got me one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. She got me, like, this little keychain that looks like him. Like, you send them a picture, they cut out the keychain. Like, it's amazing. I picked up my keys this morning, and it was gone. Ugh. And it's on a little chain, and it was like a little charm that hung at the end that looked like my dog. Yeah. I actually cried a little bit over it. I was misty. I was really upset about it. And she just sent me a picture and she found it. And I don't know where she found it, but I'm so happy she found it. Okay. It was in the washing machine, apparently. That's right, T. So I'm super happy about that. There you go. I feel very fortunate that she found it. So that, yeah. that kind of made my day. Uh, Greg Hawkins said, I keep hearing about Lucky 13. Oh, you guys. If you have not been to Lucky 13, go and get the peanut butter burger. They, every burger there is, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bar. Yeah. It's right by the ballpark. But Lucky 13's legit. Yeah. It, it is so good. It is so good. Stop it, Josh. Where can you get the best ranch? You already know. Super Chicks. Yeah. They have Colombian, pure Colombian cocaine. Yeah, dude. Mixed into their ranch. Come on, bro. It's the best stuff ever. Although, I will say, the break... Sports bar? Uh, dude. 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 Okay, is a hell of a drug. Dude. 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 What? New liquor bill in the legislature to bring back the Zion Curtain. What the hell does that mean? What is a Zion? I don't know. What is the Zion Curtain? Zion Curtain. What is the Zion Curtain? That does not sound good. That does, that does not sound good. Zion Curtains were partitions unique to Utah restaurants that separate restaurant bartenders preparing alcoholic drinks from the customers who order them. The partitions are mandated for restaurants with, quote, limited service restaurant licensees and, quote, full service restaurant what? licensees. Is this real? Stop this. The this Zion is Curtain is a seven-foot, two-inch partition that separates bartenders preparing drinks from the consumers who order them. What? Why? Stop. Are you being serious right now? This is terrible. Why would we do? I don't, some things in this state I don't understand. Sports gambling and liquor are two things. I guess I'm just stupid. Like, and I freely admit that I am not the most intelligent person in the world. Uh, for everything that I am as a stud and good looking, and I'm just a jackhammer, I, 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 am, I may not be the most smartest dudes ever. Yeah. This is stupid. 
Uh, like, and I need to find this. We're, we're this right. Let me upload this picture. Are you serious that we're going to do this? This what? is, a, are you serious right now? No. Come on. Come on. Why? Like, what is, is that really how they implement the curtain? Yes. I just Google searched Zion curtain. Like, wow. why would you do this? What is, is there like a win on this? What is, why do you, what does this accomplish? Greg Hawkins, maybe you need to be a guest on the show or something. Yeah, dude. What, what Somebody we needs got going to explain here, to me, bro. what does this accomplish? I don't understand this at all. I don't understand. And see, here's, here's the thing. This is the thing I don't get. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big drinker at all. I, I am a, I, I might be a margarita guy a month. I, I am a couple of beers a year. Like, I almost don't drink at all. But I don't understand the liquor laws in this state. I mean, it is you, not. So Fox 13, the local chapter here in Salt Lake, has put out an article that says the latest version of Senate Bill 173 would require restaurants that seek a special banquet license to hold private parties to build a, a, a wall to block off the area from the rest of the business. Basically saying, hey, that's the first thing. That is included oh, in this So bill. if you're having a private event, <laughs> it has to be in a private area. Right, so that's the first thing. Um, but this, this, the Zion Curtain portion of this, they're saying Senator Jerry Stevenson of Layton said that it's not a curtain they're requiring, it's a room in restaurants and it has to be 10 feet away from the bar. That's what they're, that's what they're saying. Uh, okay. I wish that we had freedom in this state. And this is, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this guy. Seriously. I wish we had freedom in the state to live our effing lives. Like between HOAs and you can't bet on sports. You can't drink. Like it makes me crazy how much we try to restrict people's rights on a regular basis. We talk about being free and we're not, we're not free. And it's, it's stuff like this Zion curtain stuff makes me crazy. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan says, build the wall. Exactly. Seriously. <laughs> uh, outside the echo chamber said, I grew up in Las Vegas uh, or excuse me in Vegas. No drinking problem. You know, it is. Uh, let's see. Tom says we used to have a, pay a membership fee to go to a bar. We did. I remember that because uh, they were only allowed to serve at private clubs. Essentially, it was a cover charge at every bar. It was, you know, I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I, I just it's wish one we... of the dumbest things I've ever heard, man. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, yes, Jeremy Bolton. Mayor McCluskey says, I wish we had freedoms to let us be adults in the like, state. I, just, I wish we did. I don't get it, dude. I, I don't understand why why we have to do stuff like this. Because seriously, we're not in control of our kids' education. We're not in control of guns. We're not in control of our bodies. We're not in like we're just not in control anymore. And this, you know, this goes back to, you know, the 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 flu that the thing the period of time YouTube doesn't like us yeah, talking about. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. Dude, you don't want to wear a mask? Don't wear a mask. You don't want to get vaccinated? Don't get vaccinated. Like I I Oh, but we can't do that. You have to wear a mask. You have oh. the coronavirus. But we're not we, but we're free. Everybody, we're freedom. Yeah. You know.
Yeah. Everybody gets a test. It, it, it makes me crazy. It, and I'm not telling you the sports gambling thing really pisses me off. Arizona has legalized sports betting now. Why, why can we not have the lottery? I can't go play the lottery in Utah. Oh, yeah, you can. You just got to go to another state. I can't get what a scratcher. I can't get a quick pick. Because somehow, don't. I love, I love living here. I am Greg's not complaining about living right here. right in the middle there. Um, so the bill also requires an employee escort for drinks ordered at a bar and also bans the sale of single drink bottles. Bro. I, I don't understand it. What are we doing? I, I don't understand it. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, just be thankful they haven't rebranded it, the Zion Curtain, because that is catchy and might actually catch on. Stop. Don't. But he's not wrong. That's the thing. He's not wrong. <laughs> it might catch on. Yeah. It, it, it makes me crazy. Uh, Greg says, the sports gambling thing is a huge, dumb, blind spot in Utah. The problem with that one is that a gambling ban is written into the Constitution. Yes, it is. Yes, Gary, exactly right. I love and I hate Utah. Facts. I love living here, man. I do. It's my home. But <coughs> there's just so many things that <coughs> makes me crazy. Uh, main event says, but they can put a pop-up liquor tent for the All-Star game. Exactly right. Yep. And by the way, like in my previous days, we had the uh, Coors Light, Red's Apple Ale, Utah Tailgate. Like you can do liquor things. They just, yeah, they, yeah, it's fine. Isn't it the ultimate hypocrisy? Hey, we're going to put up a curtain so you can't see the liquor being poured into the drink, but you damn well better drink that drink. It's like HOAs are probably the best example of what I hate about Utah. My HOA does nothing for me. Again, all this snow we've had, their job is to shovel and plow snow in daybreak. I pay whatever it is, 600 bucks a month. They didn't shovel and they didn't plow. They didn't. Not I still have snow from last week in my alleys. Yeah, my apartment complex did. <clears throat> it's ridiculous, dude. HOAs are a scam. Like we had a bush growing through a screen. So we had a, a monthly HOA meeting and I complained about it. And the guy says, well, why don't you trim the bush on your own? Oh, that's right. It's a violation to trim the bushes on your own. <laughs> are you kidding me? This is so dumb. Yeah. This is this is so dumb. Gregory Krug says Texas also banned more books than any other state. Hey man, don't even get me going. Uh, Ron Nolan says I'm late to this conversation, but did you talk about the big brown bag rule where you can take any bottle into almost any restaurant and beer bar? We did not. I was unaware of this fact. I was un unaware of this fact, but I yeah. can I can tell you again, and I'm not trying to preach at you. But you should never put your bucked up in a brown bag because you need to let everybody know that bucked up energy is the official energy drink of the Monty program. Uh, in the description below, what you need to do is you need to click on the free sample link. They'll send you three free samples of your choice in an amazing shaker cup. Click the link. They'll send it right to your front door. Pick the three samples you want, whether you want pre-workout, whatever you want. They're greens, whatever you want. You pick the three samples. The shaker cup is why you're doing it. The free bucked up shaker cup, and Jake can attest to this. Bomb. It's strong. Yeah. It's got a post attached to the cap that holds your, your little blender balls on it. Yep. It's amazing. I love their shaker cups. By the way, I'm telling you, their BCAAs in peach ring 
tastes like a sour peach ring you get at Maverick. It's awesome. It is so good and it works. And that's why we do business with Bucked Up. Now, I'm telling you as well, Miami is my favorite uh, Bucked Up energy drink. Mm -hmm. Go into any Bucked Up energy store and say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. And they will give you one. By the way, big shout out to my guy, Adam Monks, who says he went into the Bucked Up store in the Jeezy and got himself the hookup. There you go. I just wanted to say thanks for giving me the discount because when I went, I was the first one to tell her um, that I was from the Monty Show. She wanted me to tell you thank you. Stay hard. There you go. There you go, dude. Hey, like, Monty. Hey, Monty. So Adam Monks, appreciate you uh, going into the Jeezy. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Like, that's why you become a member of the show. That's why you do business with us. The link is in the description below. Please click on that link. Get your free samples. Um, we are killing the game with the free samples. Yes. We'd love to We'd love to keep helping out the guys that bucked up. They're a local Utah company, and they are fantastic at what they do. Use the promo code Monty at buckedup.com to get 20% off your purchase. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, I love my blender balls. Well. Okay. What are you mixing up in your blender balls? Uh, Gary says, big facts. The churchless stature. In God's name, image, and likeness. Religious slature. Get, see what God's he did there? Like religious slature. Image and likeness. Religious. Re right, right. Religious, you know. Right. I, I ain't got no problem with that, man. You know. God bless. I think it's awesome. You guys are amazing. Those, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I really don't understand why a state like Utah that purports to be all about liberty and personal responsibility bans normal alcohol and gambling regulations. Yeah, because we're Cause a state we're of hypocrisy, not. dude. Yeah, we're not a state of freedom. Yeah. We're, we're just, just not. Gonna, we're just going to tell everybody we are. We're just not. We're going to, you know, we're going to tell everybody that Silicon Slopes and, you know, <laughs> certain individuals are leading the state in, in certain areas. Certain, you know, intimate areas of intimacy. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. That's awkward. Um, this one might be the comment of the day. From Gregory Krug. Blender Balls was my nickname in prison. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Stay hard. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, CJ Vance. What's up, CJ Vance? Uh, COVID, I gave politicians an excuse to take more freedoms away. Yeah. It, it, like, it, that's the thing. Like, why do we do this in this country? Why do we do this in this country? You know, like I, I land know. of the free, home of the brave, unless you want to make choices about your body, unless you want to drink alcohol in Utah, yeah. unless you want to bet on sports in Utah, unless you want to do a hundred other things in Utah. You know, unless you want to do whatever you want to do. I'm telling you, we just, we have this. this fucking America. It, it, unless you want to, you know. And, U.S. Like, Americans. Education. Oh, you want to get educated? Not in this country. You should probably go to law. Well, you can pay $300,000 to do it. <laughs> and we won't be able to tell you, you know, certain things, you know. But, any, no, don't, no. I'm um, not going to play your stupid little game, Jake. Dangerous misinformation. Yeah, I'm not going to play your stupid little game. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, by the way, can, speaking of misinformation, can we talk about Fox News? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So this is not a political statement. It's not about Donald Trump. Please keep your panties out of a bunch. Uh, 
So speaking of Donald Trump, did you guys see the deposition for Rupert Murdoch in the billion dollar Dominion voting machine? I'm not a big fan of Fox. So Rupert Murdoch, the chairman of Fox News, acknowledged in a deposition that several hosts from his network promoted the false narratives following that period of time where we're not allowed to talk about in 2020. The coronavirus. That from Donald Trump that he could have, that he won the election and it was stolen from him. Mm -hmm. Rupert Murdoch said in his deposition, quote, I could have stopped them, but I chose not to. Texas, me. I would have liked us to be stronger in denouncing it. In hindsight, I could have been stronger. Asked whether he doubted Mr. Trump, Mr. Murdoch responded and said, yeah, I mean, we thought everything was on the up and up. Uh, Not Fox. No, not Fox. Sometimes I think I just say shit. He rejected the accusation that Fox News as a whole had endorsed the stolen election narrative. Mr. Murdoch's remarks were made last month, a month ago. Dude is part of a $1.6 billion defamation suit against Fox by Dominion. Did I mention that the former president lost his ever-loving mind today over this? Because it basically, what Fox is basically saying here is, A, we are not a news network. We are an entertainment network. This goes back to the Tucker Carlson thing where... You're a douche. When Fox got sued over several things that Tucker Carlson said... Fox Um, lawyers went into court and said, well, nobody thinks Tucker Carlson's credible. He's just here to entertain people. Hell no. Fox lawyers went into court and said, no, Tucker, he didn't know what he's talking about. You know, he's just having fun and entertaining people. So let me get this right. Now you're saying that Laura Ingram, you know, Sean Hannity, you know, her queenliness herself, Janine Pirro. You know, they knew they like, I mean, come on, you got their credibility. Dude, they're not journalists. Come on. It's Fox. And this is this is the problem with Fox and CNN is they put themselves off as news networks and they're not. They are no better than TMZ. They are not news gathering organizations. They are opinion forums. Their message boards. Yeah. That's all it is. And it, I just go back to when Fox lawyers went into court and basically said, no credibility. What? What? You know, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, Fox is. I don't know. You have the problem is, once again, Fox is a network that has, you know, how many ever viewers? I think they said they had like. You know what, seven hundred thousand views or something. They're by far the number one rated program. Yeah, you know, so they have a bunch of views, and the problem is, a bunch of Americans bought the garbage. That's the problem. They bought it. They were like, "Oh, yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Oh, the Chinese balloon is here to end our civilization. Oh, you know, the the pandemic was started out of some lab in the middle of the forest. Like, dude." Like, it's just tiring, man. Like, at some point, we got to understand that Fox and CNN and a lot of these networks are entertainment. They are not just buddy 
sitting at a desk reporting facts and taking his opinion out of it. A judge in the Southern District of New York named Mary Kay Vescalsil, I got that wrong, said, quote, Fox pervasively argues that Mr. Carlson's reputation, given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer would arrive with the appropriate amount of skepticism about the statement he makes. Whether the court frames Mr. Carlson's statements as exaggerations, non-literal commentary, or simply bloviating for his audience, the conclusion remains the same. The statements are not actionable. Right. So she just said, hey, yo, his lawyers said nobody with reason would believe he was telling a fact. Are people myron? And a federal judge agreed with them. (laughs) Are you serious? Are you think, like this is where we're at in this country? I, I I I I don't get it. And I and I'm telling you, I have trouble watching network news. I have trouble watching local news. Because it's garbage. Because we've gotten to a point in this country where we have defamed the news gathering organization so much that everything now is fake news. And everything's a lie, and they're slanted, and they're slanted. This is inaccurate. And nobody's just telling us, hey, here's the facts. Here's what happened. Infowars.com. No, now we got to, like, spin it all. And But Fox is going to lose this defamation suit. Yeah. $1.6 billion. Because defamation doesn't have to be factual. I don't know who you are, but I don't know anyone who can afford $1.6 billion. Elon. One point I said one point six billion yeah, bro. dollars. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Can bro. you even imagine that? I can't imagine that. I can't imagine it. Ron Nolan says, I love your truth about Fox News BS. It's comical, Monty. I see you in a grand wagoneer, not a grand Cherokee. You're bigger than that. Wow. You just called me fat. Uh, Brent Burnett said local is bad too, Greg. Hard to watch uh, squat without some hidden agenda. Seriously. Seriously. Kurt Meyer says KSL is the worst. I get my news from CNBC. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we wake you up? Yeah, you did. Good Lord. Uh, Straight up with no spin or BS, just what happened. Gumby Extra Regular says, now more than ever, we need the Monty News Network, hey, MNN. Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, who can afford $1.6 Kevin Warren. Well, there's that. There you go. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Brent Burnett, one thing for certain, the media loved Trump, had them spinning. It's, Seriously. But you guys, that's what I think is so amazing in our country is we've forgotten to be independent thinkers. And and this is this is... Part of that narrative that we always talk about, like, we just can't have an exchange of ideas anymore. Well, because we all get offended. I mean, that's and that's what I feel like DJT did to the country. I mean, if I'm being honest, like, you know, setting politics aside and everything, it's just funny how, you know, it used to be we could have a conversation. And now it's like we're at each other's throats real quick over, you know the southern border let's say or you know that time we're not allowed to say on youtube or the marjorie taylor green push-up scandal (laughs) did you see marjorie taylor green claiming to do what was it 400 push-ups she was not doing push-ups she was not she was barely doing pull-ups do you even i mean we argue over the stupidest stuff yeah we do in this country we do and we want to kill each other over the stupidest stuff, like pregnant women driving in the HOV lane. 
Perfect example. You guys. Should pregnant women be allowed to drive in the HOV lane? Jake, go. Yeah, they should. Um, what? Yeah, they should. I I think that, you know, again, this is a highly controversial topic. But, you know, again, there's a person in there. You know what I mean? And, hey, like, you know, the tough part comes in when you start talking about at what point, six weeks, nine months, three months, third trimester, like at what point do you start counting that as a person? That's where the that's where it gets controversial and the church comes into the picture. So what I think is so interesting is if she wanted to end her pregnancy, she can't. If she wants to ride in the HOV lane, she can't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. First of all, no, she should not be able to drive in the HOV lane. No, she shouldn't. But it's Texas. And this, I think, is largely her point. Okay, if you're going to tell me that I can't end my pregnancy because this is a live person, I'm driving in the HOV lane. She did it more than once, and she was issued multiple tickets. Her name is Brandy Botong. Botone? Botone? Baton. Yeah. 32-year-old from Plano. Um, it was about a month after the first ticket that she was pulled over and ticketed again. The current case is pending. Baton's initial story attracted international attention. Yeah. Following a U.S. Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade and under Texas abortion law, all abortions are banned except in circumstances in which birth would threaten the mother's life. Under state fetal homicide laws, a fetus is considered to be a person when determining whether a crime has been committed. She told the deputies, quote, do you understand with everything that's going on, this is a baby and she's 34 <laughs> weeks. A judge agreed with her and the June ticket was dismissed. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's, you know what I mean? Bro, the ticket was dismissed. God bless Gregory Abbott, the governor of Texas. But how funny is this now? Yeah. This talk is about proving a point. This is where we are in this country. Yeah. That now we are using the HOV lane because of Roe versus Wade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it's 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 <gasps> classic uh proving a point. And I love the I love the concept. I love the thought. I love the the point that was proven, like, you know, you can't have it both ways, you know? Legally, you're telling Dude. me that I can't abort something because I want to? Okay, well, if that's the case, then that's a, that's a person. I'm telling you now. I hope the second ticket gets dismissed. I haven't followed it closely enough, but... Uh, Mike Maples. Good morning, Mapes, or afternoon, Mapes. Uh, says, people don't want this fight, but I'm on the side of a baby is, a, is the second person. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I just love the fact that this conversation has to happen. Yeah. Because we're trying to, we're free in this country, home of the brave, land of the free and stuff. Uh, not really, no. But I think it's a great not really. example of what you can do in our country. Because in other countries, I don't know that you'd be able to do this. But in our country, you can do it. And you can make a mockery. And you can make a display. And you can prove a point. So I appreciate it from that standpoint. Gumby Extra uh, Regular says, my state doesn't have HOV lanes. This is fucking America. Okay. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, only 45K pregnant women at one time in Utah tops. Give them the HOV lane. It won't do anything regarding traffic truth. 
Truth. Uh, Ron Nolan says, Monty, I didn't call you fat. Yeah, you did. And it hurt my feelings. I'm about to cry. Uh, I, want to, I want to call you money. You would look good in a Wagoneer. They're slick. Yeah, I, I got mm. the nicest possible Grand Cherokee. It's called a Summit. Yeah. It's a, I, I got a V8 Hemi, bro. Like, I'm all about that. I am all about that. Uh, Britt Montemayor says, get out of here. Get out of my uterus. Damn, Monty's not happy. I'm in, I'm in the chat now. Oh, God. Uh, you're in the doghouse, bro. Look, it's my job to be in your uterus. Wow. Okay, let's move I'm going to do that. Um, wow. Gumby says, does the baby even lift? Dude. Uh, Ron Nolan says, multiple personality HOV. <laughs> do you even lift? <laughs> uh, I don't think Mrs. Monty is aware that I have to go by the Lexus store because they missed a signature. Dude, we're not. Are you, We're going by the Lexus store now? Okay, let, before we leave, let's get your opinions on Bro. this. I bought, I bought a... Grand Cherokee Summit from a Lexus store, Larry H. Miller Lexus in Murray. They came by this afternoon because they had a computer problem over the weekend, so they couldn't get an exact payment done. So they came by this afternoon with a bunch of paperwork. Home Slice handed us paperwork. I signed it all. They said I missed one signature. And they're like, hey, can we just come by real quick and get the signature? No, you can't. I'm doing a little show over here, kids. Well, hey, why don't you swing by the dealership after work then? I really don't care if you think it's us. Jake's like, hell no. Why? Hell no. Like, what do you mean? Because, okay, I thought you said that dude didn't have you sign the line. Did you, it, did they have it marked and you missed it? I don't know. I don't know. But now I have to make a choice. Make a choice, sir. You know, like physiologically, it's a non-starter. But what's the choice, really? Ultimately, they, they can't just bring it to you tomorrow? I guess they want it done now. Well, physiologically, it's a non-starter. I mean, half of me with this wants to be like, okay, I'll just take my Audi back. If I got to come by the store and pick up the Audi. you and your sticky fingers right? probably find hard to grasp. But why? I like the Grand Cherokee. It's, not, it's nice to drive. I, I will give you that. I haven't even gotten new wheels on it yet. The ink isn't dry yet. I haven't tinted the windows yet. <laughs> right? The ink's not dry yet. The ink isn't dry yet. Right? Like, that's exactly my point, Gary. Where the hell is DocuSign? That's they said what they I'm can't. Saying, dude. They said they can't. I don't know. I, okay, here's where I come down on this. Buddy should have made sure you didn't miss anything. Isn't that his whole job? He never reviewed it. He just took the folder it, like, and left. This guy is sitting in our studio today saying, hey... I do this for a living. I can go out to Idaho Falls, down to the GZ. Like, I cover the whole state. And then some. Geoff says, uh, just get the Audi back at this point. But it's not like they, dude, it's not like they, you know, botched your warranty. Yeah, and I don't want to take the, I don't want to take the commission away from the sales lady. Shari did a great job. You're not serious about this. No, I'm not. I, well, sort of. Do you miss the Audi at all? I mean, a little bit. I, I miss the... It's just a different experience. You guys, a twin turbo V6 is completely different than a V8. I am definitely... Okay, I at one point in my life, I want to own an SRT Grand Cherokee. I do. And if I could find my way into a Trackhawk, I would. But an SRT would be sick to own for like two Dude, years. A Trackhawk's $115,000. It is, yeah. And used, they're like 80 Gs. They are. I'm not doing it. They are. Yeah, I'm I know. not doing it. But my but no, but hear me out on this point though. Here's me hear me out on this point. The twin turbo V6 is a is a beautiful machine. 
to drive. This it is. The, how smooth it is. The SQ5 is small enough where you can still kind of throw it around a little bit. Like, it's a fun-ass car. The problem is, is my guy over here doesn't like owning cars to like 80 to 100,000 miles. I don't. You're not a big fan of that. I don't. I don't. Uh, Geoff says, I miss the Audi. Go get her. Mrs. Monty says, have them get dinner for you. Gumby says, if Monty gets the Audi back, then I'll take the Jeep. Uh, uh, Gary says, Audi almost over any other car. Truth. I loved my Audi. Josh the Balla says, Team Audi. It's not, I didn't hate the Audi, so let's get rid of it. It was at 55,000 miles. I was, I was positive. My payment's actually lower on the, on the Grand Cherokee than it was on the Audi. Right. Like, I'm in, I, it was a good deal. Financially, it's a good deal, unlike the Pac-12. But th- we're not unwinding I, I the I didn't clock, even, bro. you know, how good, it was such a good deal. I didn't even get any heartburn from Mrs. Monty over it. Well, yeah, which was pretty impressive. I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, this was definitely a, here is your mission, should you choose to take it moment, right? Hey, we're lifting. Here's this car. We got to go check it out. Go check it out. And it's a done deal. And we almost got divorced last time I tried to buy a new car. Sorry if you're offended by that. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know. Greg says, Monty traded one good car for another. I did. I will say. The, it's the, a, the, the V8, Cherokee, dude. dude. Dude, the V8. The V8. It's real, man. I This is my first V8 Hemi, and I, I actually really like it. It's on bags, so it's it's a comfort ride. Like it, I mean, it's an amazing unit. It's a unit. beautiful machine, dude. I mean, it is. It's an amazing unit. It, it really is. Uh, Greg says Jeep are, are also solid. Grand Cherokee, beautiful vehicle. Honestly, it is. It is. Yeah, no, Audis are not mid. Audis are not yeah, mid Yeah, look at, at my all. guy, Gary. See, Gary's talking my language. Oh, yeah, dude. RS5, you, hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You're yes. talking my language now, bro. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, I, yes, I'm, okay, I'm wait, so in. we got to come to a final decision here, though. Are you really going to make us go buy the, the Lexus dealer? I don't know. Let's text her and see what she says. Let's text her and see what she says. Our, the salesperson? Yes. Okay. Uh, nah. <laughs> nah, it's... fam. That's mid. <laughs> nah. I'm going to say nah. It's been a long day. Pack this thing up. We're out of here. Uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> How about that? Buddy. <laughs> Settle down. Let's see what she says. I said, nah, it's been a long day. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, McKinley Cutler says, missed the show today. Had to work late. Figured I would stop by and say hello. What's up, McKinley? Hello. Appreciate you. Mape says, uh, still saving to get a 70 charger. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, but the Hemi, so the V8 Hemi, it just, it's not that the, the Grand Cherokee's fast, but it, it just is smooth, easy, you know, power. You know, it's just, is it's so easy. And you know what the funny thing is? The Audi and the Grand Cherokee get the exact same mileage. Yeah. Twin turbo V6. V8 Hemi. Yeah. 14 miles a gallon, dude. You know. Um, it, it just... It, ooh, hey. I have an S4 that I bought last month. Nice, dude. I like it. Lopes Van Gabe says, can't leave them hanging on the uh, on Eldom casuals. Oh, my Not God. Cool. <laughs> my guy Gabe is such a legend for that reference, dude. Are you kidding me? That's Are actually... I never thought about me, that. Dude. It is the last day of the month. It is Eldom, bro. I'm a man. God, dude. I, do you we miss, need do you, five. We need five deals on Eldom. Do you miss sales at all? Um, I miss sales in that way a little bit, a little bit. The game. I mean, I was. I won't even lie. I was super burned out on that job. Yeah, I, me too. I was. 
it's a tough job to do it like cold call sales like i'm a big believer everyone should do it at least once well our cold calling was warm calling Mid- not Luke, really lukewarm not really i mean i get like we were just calling people i mean at least we had their information yeah but you know yeah all right final comment of the night capazzo and the jeezy did you get to the did you go to the bucked up store yet uh, get a real good exhaust system installed. Those Hemis sound great with some Flowmasters. We talked about it. Already. I will say that Hemi, with that car, so the the Grand Cherokee Summit, it produces just enough motor noise in a luxury vehicle. Because remember, the Summit is a luxury vehicle. Remember, it competed yes. with Land Rover in that model year in 2018. It was the it was Jeep's com- competitor to Land Rover at that time. It is the nicest, I think, and I was reading, Jake did some research on it last night, so I was reading about it last night. It is easily the best Jeep Grand Cherokee they've ever made. Yeah. The 2018 Summit is a tank. Yeah. And I love it. And why, G-Off? Why? And Mrs. Monty said, oh my God, it's Eldom. You owe it to them. Ugh. No. What? What? No. They owe it to us to make sure my guy signs the line right. Dude, he was here. What? He, he was standing in. in our studio Dude, today. This is like somebody getting buddy to the credit card screen and can't get the job done, bro. <laughs> Come on, dude. What are we talking about? This is like dude having a free <sighs> promo and can't get the job done, man. Come on. Oh, Geoff says no pitch clock. You guys are messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Capazzo says, yes, I've been to the bucked up store. Love you for that. G-Off, I've got like a 20-minute take on the pitch clock, bro. We got to do that because the pitch clock thing is starting and, to piss me off. And now. I'm really pissed about this push rule in the NFL that they're that they're probably going to ban too. That, that's Did upsetting. Did you see that the Cubs hitter started 1-1 the other day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he violated and the pitcher violated. Like, it's, it's just so flipping frustrating. Schemers trying to control Dude, their like, little world. I don't even know how you – I don't even know how you explain it. It's so frustrating. What did to what me. did Gary say at the bottom there? What did he say? Uh, Gary said, "I didn't know y'all stream from the Maverick Center. That's cool. I drive by it every day. Oh wow! Yeah, sir, we do. We do. We are in the grand lobby right outside the uh, Utah Grizzlies team store. Yep, can't miss so it. So there you go. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at the Advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you get to the utahadvocates.com/blog." Register for their blood drive March 6th. Jake and I will be there giving blood. Jake, are you going to pass out? Last time we gave no, blood, I'm gonna Jake passed out. No, I'm going to eat a chicken out. burrito beforehand. Yeah, dude, Pat literally, literally fainted on a bus. So, so I give blood. We're sitting there, and my ears start ringing, and I passed out. Sleep well, young buck. Dude. Until you pass out again, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.